Hello, 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 and welcome to another fantastic episode of Anarchy Monk Friends Roundtable Discussion. Before we get started, let me remind you that we are covered by the BIPCOT No Government License, which allows for the reuse and distribution of this podcast by anyone and everyone except for government and the bludgies thereof. You can learn more about that at BIPCOT.org. That is B-I-P-C-O-T dot O-R-G. This is episode 55, which I think I called War on Freedom or something. 55. But yeah, we're getting old, you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting so old that I had somebody message me earlier today asking for advice on their podcast. Really? Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Because we're professional. I was just going to say, we're like the most unprofessional <laughs> podcast on the internet, and you want, you want advice from us? Hey, I mean, we must be doing something right on accident. <laughs> if nothing else, if nothing else, we're entertaining. Yeah, or well, exactly. if nothing else, we entertain ourselves. That's all yeah. we really care about. I think it translates, though. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Dude, you said seriously. something right on accident. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was that was that was the whole point when we created this show was to have fun <laughs> and talk about anarchy. So that that's what it is. This is like this is a hangout that we record about anarchy. Right. In right. that, in you can, that, you can Im- if you can imagine it, we're just sitting around a campfire together, only like digitally, and everybody's. Yep. A little, a little bit lit. Maybe a tad loaded. We don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Sweet tea. Maybe. <laughs> I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I'm gonna go a spider monkey on you. Mountain Dew and Doritos. I got, I, got, I, got, I got sweet tea and thin mints in my system. Woo! Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk wildly. to me about thin mints. I've been doing keto. Oh. I'm about to fucking oh. kill myself. Oh my god, that somebody sent an email to us all at my work saying like, hey, I got Girl Scout cookies and they have pictures of them, and I'm like, why'd you have to do that to me? Why? Why? You guys, <laughs> you son I of was bitches. talking about this on a thread of mine the other day. We, we went to the movies last weekend. They were set up right next to the fucking snack counter inside the movie theater. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> they fucking hustle, dude. They don't play. Yeah, oh. and I was like, well, I mean... So the Girl Scouts are like, cutthroat. The theater's letting them be here, obviously, or they wouldn't be here. So, how is this going to affect the theater's no outside food policy? If I like, like, and yeah. like, stick a sleeve of thin mints in my bra and smuggle it into the theater. <laughs> I, a, a two dollar box of thin mints is a hell of a lot cheaper than a nine dollar box of junior mints. And hell yeah, or a thirteen dollar pot, two dollars, thirty-seven dollar soda. Well, you Wait. guys are living in the wrong place, then. I was gonna say, apparently, the what the hell? Hustling us? I think so. Yeah. I think the lacrosse Girl Scouts are really on the hustle here. <laughs> That's game. How is that? <laughs> I mean, I applaud their entrepreneurial spirit, but damn it! <laughs> Capitalist, <laughs> you're still gonna buy it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still gonna buy those peanut butter cookies because they're, <laughs> but nonetheless. <laughs> I am going to look at that little girl and go, how do you sleep at night? As I right. Right. You guys, as you guys, I shove three fucking Samoans in my mouth. You guys saw the article about the girl who put the pictures of Jason Moma on the box? Momoa? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah. And, and, sold, and sold like 2,500 boxes in a week. 
I bet. Fantastic. Well, Although, wasn't there? There was that yeah, one article years ago. where the girls had set up right outside a pot dispensary. A pot shop. Yeah. A pot shop yeah. 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 And they like just did an obscene amount of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, they yeah. throw you a curveball because they dress up with those like communist berets and shit and like their sashes. <laughs> And their little and then, French and then they charge ca- and... yeah they charge capitalist prices it's like <laughs> yeah you, you don't know where you, yeah you're, you're, they throw you to fuck off <laughs> <laughs> you think they're like serving the greater their cause for the greater good and shit but they're really fucking uh, that's what that's what it throat. is that's what it is is that they confuse you with that <laughs> and, 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 and it takes your senses away and then yep. your primary or your uh, um. You guys, these are like deep state tactics. Yeah. Like, th- like this is I'm telling confirmation you. of the Illuminati, right? Yeah, here. and then you're then you're working psychological primal, warfare, primal yeah. instinct of desire and hunger kick in. <laughs> everything else. I'm pretty sure them. you're hustling me, but boy, you know I what? Use you know what I think they're doing too. Best, I, best shell game ever. I used to work right? at a little. I used to work at like a little espresso <laughs> um, stand inside a building, like mm. briefly. And one of the things that we did was we had like a Can you like it? one of those one of those scent warmers, and we had like cinnamon and chocolate flavor like scents in it, and we yep. put a little fan on it so it would blow all through the building and make people want to come and buy the coffee. That's, <laughs> oh, no, that's, just, that's, that's just rigging the game right there. Yeah, that's, I mean, I swear, the, I swear that's the Girl Scouts do that because every time I see them, I can smell thin mints. <laughs> It's like I it's like I know that box is fucking sealed and it's in wrapped in plastic. Like how the fuck can I smell that right, right now? Yeah, how is it possible? <laughs> they have a little oh, fucking essential oils warmer back there with a fucking it's mounted under the table with a yeah. proprietary Girl Scout cookie blend. <laughs> <laughs> and they got one little girl, the youngest girl in the tree, sitting back there with a fan doing this shit behind it. Yep. <laughs> Tara, Tara says they're training for future CIA ops or the mob. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Would not surprise me. Yeah. No. Well, they've already intra- infiltrated the fucking Boy Scouts. They have all Girl Scout troop now. I'll tell you, once these Girl Scouts hit the CIA, there's going to be no more need for waterboarding. They have much more advanced ways of getting inside your fucking head. They're just going to be waving. It's like, you know you want this Samoa. It's right here. Yeah, right. All you got to do is like- <laughs> Me. All you gotta do is tell me what I want to know. Just dangle it on like yeah. fucking fishing line and shit above you, like right above Who your face. Who does number two work for? Yeah. <laughs> like they'll have you stra- strapped down to a fucking gurney, like having that shit just like like pendulum style, just brushing across your lips. Thank you, honey. <laughs> can you can, can you imagine like a <laughs> the merit badges all on the wall in at Langley? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, I hear that Langley already has something very similar to that. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, because you got the wall of stars, you know, yep. and you right. imagine the the wall and it's just merit badges. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god! Going to offices in in the Pentagon and people have <laughs> like half charred. Uh, sashes. <laughs> Jason, Jason is going to have to change the description of this show and put in like Girl Scouts working for the CIA is one of the topics we discuss. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're going to get thank you notes, by the way, from the CIA because I'm sure all the analysts are watching are listening right now. So, <laughs> no, they're not. One of them just brought me in ice water. 
Okay, not yeah. all of them. <laughs> <laughs> some of them. But no, we're going to get thank you notes because now they've just changed their entire theory on interrogation. Right. Tactics. And it's going to yeah. work. Yeah. Yep. It, 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 so you're welcome, Stanley, the guy who's yeah. watching me. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, NSA guy. <laughs> Jeez. It's Those fucking tough. lazy bastards always getting all this wisdom from us. Well, yeah. well yeah, never giving like, back. It's like the Fourth Reich's Hitler Youth, you know what I mean? Only in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The Hitler Junior Juniors. <laughs> I earned my carpentry badge by making a box for this guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Hitler Youth just isn't going to happen again because there aren't enough clean-cut kids left on the fucking planet. <laughs> Especially not in this Germany. I've been there, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Gotta... Are you aware of who John Thompson is? That is never happening again. <laughs> <laughs> I have to change it from the Hitler Youth to the Hotler Youth so it doesn't like coincide. Right. <laughs> the uniforms will be hey, black leather at pants. Least, at least youth. <laughs> at least youth is gender neutral, you guys. Well, that's, that's true. true. It's a little ageist. But it's gender neutral. <laughs> I self-identify as not giving a fuck. Yeah, except I mean, considering Germany, like the the teaching kids how to torture is really kind of considered sex ed now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to learn how to torture the people? Oh my god, we're all going to hell. <laughs> Germans are fucking out there, man. <laughs> yeah, they are. I spent like a month over there between my junior and senior year of high school. Oh. And yeah, they're <laughs> they're next level. Try try going to Nuremberg for a uh, Rammstein concert. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Kevin, yeah, lived there, Kevin lived there for three years. He was stationed oh. there at Rammstein Air Force Base. Oh. And um, or right next to there anyways. Right near there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, actually, my my stepson, our oldest, was born there 17 years ago. No shit. So, yeah, he's a dual citizen. He's a German citizen and a U.S. citizen. Yeah, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, <laughs> but anybody born within the borders of Germany gets citizenship. Even though he was on U.S. soil at the time, and technically that was not within the borders of Germany. Right, but I mean, like inside their imaginary line, regardless of whether it's German soil or not. <laughs> so no. he is not All an right. illegal alien if he goes. Right. So he's got a place of... where he can flee, but there's extradition treaties and shit. So. Yeah. Well, and it's Germany. So. Yeah. yeah. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of arbitrary lines of youth. Boy, 11, arrested after refusing to recite the racist Pledge of Allegiance. Good segue, Jason. Nice. Yes, it was. That was masterful. We're yeah. seeing what you're doing here. Yeah. No, we're going to ask for advice. <laughs> well, if, if, if anybody wants evidence of uh, you know the tie-in there, you can look up the Bellamy salute, the guy that wrote the fucking uh, yeah, Pledge the, of Allegiance. Yeah, this. yeah. I pledge allegiance yeah. that that shit. Yeah, that was. Yeah, the it used to be that movie. until like World War Two happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, the guy that wrote yeah. the the guy that wrote the Pledge of Allegiance did it so that like it was uh yeah. you know they would like essentially pledge fealty to the state yeah, over like their family and everything else. The the American National Socialist Party. I mean, mm. 
you know. National yeah. Socialist, that sounds awfully familiar. Yeah. Where hey. have I heard that before? Yeah. yeah. So, an 11-year-old boy was arrested at school following his refusal to recite the Pledge of Allegiance and allegedly threatening his teacher. Well, it, you yelled at me. I yelled at you, too. Uh, July 4th, an 11-year-old student at uh, Lawton Childs Middle School in Lakeland, Florida, was asked, along with his classmates, to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, instead, the boy told his substitute teacher that the American flag is racist against black people. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't agree with that, but yeah. that still doesn't mean you have to stand. Those are that arbitrary arrangement of colors is racist. It's depressing. Yeah. yeah. The, the teacher recapped everything in a handwritten statement to the district. Quote, why, if it was so bad here, he did not go to another place to live, she reportedly told him. Oh, and, the boy, and the boy responded with, they brought me here. <laughs> she, she said, quote, well, you can always go back because I came here from Cuba and the day I feel I'm not welcome here anymore, I could find another place to live. Then I had to call the office because I did not want to continue dealing with him. Huh. The well, Lakeland Police Department tells Yahoo Lifestyle it can't release public records, a juvenile misdemeanor arrest, uh, but the reports the boy was apprehended by a school resource officer because he wouldn't follow directions, threatened the teacher with violence, and said that the officer and principal should be fired. His threatening right. violence is probably will kick your ass. Now, I'm assuming that this, this kid is probably black. Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, he said they brought me here. Right. And like the, the only way he's going to adopt that kind of mentality is if he learned that from his parents. Right. Because he's not going to know that at that age. But um, nobody uh, brought him here. He was born here. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, yeah. like, come on. it's a mental culture, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody brought my ancestor and their <laughs> DNA here at one point in time. Yeah. So maybe possibly we assume because I probably haven't done any of the actual research yeah. to verify yeah, that. Exactly. Right. So that <laughs> means uh, that means I'm not really from here, even though the last twenty generations of my family has been here. What makes her think that saying, Well then go back to where you're from is gonna do yeah. anything? He's eleven. He can't Yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, that would have yeah. been the proper response is bitch, I'm eleven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, How about you go where you came from? Oh, that's right. You came here on a you raft made Cuba. out of empty milk jugs. Yeah, my yeah. my response would have been, "Oh, that's right. You came from Cuba, which is a place that has like mandatory flag worship. This should sound familiar, yeah, right?" <laughs> yeah. A, a poll. A poll. <laughs> public relations specialist tells Yahoo that the students are not required to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. The district handbook states that kids can opt out, quote, upon written authorization from a parent. No bullshit. That's that's not even that doesn't even line up with a SCOTUS ruling. 1969, Tinker versus Des Moines, the Supreme Court ruled that students do not check their right to free speech at the schoolhouse gate. That's a direct quote from the majority opinion. But that's what the thing said. That's what it just said. Right, but it, well, with with a written parent's permission is not what oh, that says. It says no. I, I get to at any time decide I'm going to exercise my right to freedom of expression because. Yeah. Since school, their reasoning was because school was mandatory and they were requiring you to go. That and they because couldn't it's a government-fucking institution. Yeah, so they can't restrict <clears throat> free speech. So even under United States law and jurisprudence, you're not allowed in a school to s require someone to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance because of this thing that allegedly the American flag stands for, which is called the First Fucking Amendment. Yeah. So... Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't care. I don't care why the the kid did what he did, and you know what? It's it's the same thing with everything. I don't fucking care what your beef is. I don't care if you're wrong. You have a fucking right to be wrong. You have a right to be mistaken. You have a right to be correct in your ability to not move your body and your mouth and your vocal cords how someone else demands you to. You know? I mean, it doesn't matter what you're fucking saying. You have an absolute right to say it. Yeah. You have an absolute right to abstain from anything you don't believe in doing. Our founding. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely not for mandatory flag worship, and I mean, like, I have to push it to that uh, length where you're, you know, telling somebody to move somewhere else if they don't like where they live or whatever, you know. Like, Why don't you go to Somalia? Yeah, well, yeah. that's you know, that's the argument we always hear, but it's like. Um, maybe there are injustices. I may not have agreed with what the kid was like trying to say because you know things have improved significantly for people that are minorities in the United States. Um, but at the same time, it's like you know there are injustices that happen. So right. it's like you can't you can't just brush but over them and be like we, we happen to everyone. Well, yeah, abso- mean... absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but and- um, at at the same time, but like you know, that's the whole thing. That's the grievance of like people like us that we're like, yo, there's like injustices going on. Like we mm-hmm. want to, you know, like try and address them, right? You know, by decentralizing things so that there isn't so much fucking authority and power in the hands of fucking corrupt criminal cocksuckers, right? And well, if, if there's we get no told to fucking move no- somewhere else that we if we don't like it, instead of being like, okay, well then, like, what can we do to work together to make this a fucking better place? Like that should be what right. you know the the argument is instead yeah, of. But- and the point that I want don't want to make things better because they are through things like the Pledge of Allegiance uh, indoctrinated into the system, right? People people don't want the system to change because they're brainwashed into it. Like they're they're literally plugged. The it's it's like the Matrix. They're literally plugged. There's a reason that we use that analogy a lot. Yeah, (laughs) an alarming amount of how. It, it upsets yeah. me just how appropriate it continuously is. Right. It's yeah, scary. You know? It's scary it's like, when you really sit and think about it's it. It's like if the yeah, Matrix really and is. Idiocracy had a fucking baby together, yeah, right. but they were brother and sister, so the baby's fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's more basic. And, and I fucking mongoloid baby. Born downwind from a DuPont plant. <laughs> right. <laughs> From the Simpsons fucking nuclear power plant. <laughs> the fish with three eyes. Jason, I think that it's actually more basic uh, than that. I think it's just human nature that we don't want to see change. That there's people are scared of change and what that well, could possibly well, that's, do. That's very no, true too. I, would, I wouldn't call it human nature because by by human nature, by our design, we are nomadic creatures. Yeah. Right? We, we we do clan up and, and we have all that stuff. Um so we, we are born to accept change. We we are born to to, to, to move and, and to change with the seasons and, and, and like not supposed to eat the same thing every day and all this other stuff. So like by design, we but we're, all, all, we're also creatures of habit too. So. Uh, but, but here's, is, is here's that, the big weakness. We're nature? susceptible. We're susceptible to fear mm-hmm. and they've been using fear this whole entire time. Oh yeah, to absolutely. condition people. Every it's, it's fucking every, every state. Yeah. Every status argument is based on fear. Right. Oh, absolutely. 
it's it's fucking emotional abuse the way that they that they twist things to just terrify people it's terrorism it's fucking emotional abuse and it is conditioned people it's you know it's like an abuse victim people have these these irrational emotional reactions mm -hmm. to the smallest fucking stimuli because the like the fear center of their brain has been fucking overloaded you know well the news it, is like fear fear porn pretty much yeah well, yeah, yeah. And you, and you see that, well, you see that constantly with, with all sorts of things. You see that, I mean, for me, my biggest thing with, with guns and, oh, well, aren't you afraid of this scary black plastic? Aren't you afraid of this thing and that thing? And, oh, he's got 30 rounds and, oh, he's got this and he's got that. And you see it over and over and over again where it doesn't matter what the reality is or what the statistical probability is or what science actually says or anything else. What matters is I can make people afraid of a thing and therefore yeah. control them. Yeah. I have perfect yep. examples. Yeah, exactly. the, like the gun control debate is the perfect fucking example because I see people saying things like, like, Oh, if one person with a semiotic semi-automatic rifle can mow down, tens of people within seconds and i'm like this word semi-automatic has been repeated in ominous tones for so fucking long people don't even know what it means people legit think that semi-automatic means machine gun means yeah. automatic well, yeah. this oh, that's a marketing tactic well, you know not, i mean if you, if you repeat is. something so many times it becomes the truth even if it's not even true right. i can't tell you how many people i've had to explain that to on facebook and i say no semi-automatic means one pull of the trigger exactly. one shot as and fast then as you can pull, pull the trigger, trigger again without means, yeah. having to cock it or reload yeah. what it, what, mm -hmm. it, what it all breaks down to is the the great man fallacy right yeah. Uh, government, government in the government's eyes and in the government schools, they're the they're the great man, quote unquote, and they're protecting us from the the boogeyman. The boogeyman being the brown people twelve hundred twelve thousand miles away, or or right. the the brown people across the border, or or economic collapse, or or food shortages, or or gas, or, or whatever, right? Whatever it is, the the great man, quote unquote, the great man fallacy. The great man is the government because the government protects you from A, B, and C. Right. But right. isn't that's, it funny how the great that's man... What that's what they're indoctrinated into. Yeah. The great man creates the fucking boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, that's what you have to get people to realize. The great man is the boogeyman. Yeah. He's just fucking yeah. telling you that he's not. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we need to regulate all the big businesses because if not, then they'll all take over our lives and they'll they'll poison everybody and they'll do all these terrible things and monopolies and then they fail to realize all these people fail to realize yeah. monopolies physically don't naturally exist i mean maybe right. they could maybe there's a possibility there yeah but with most market pressure yeah, yeah most monopolies yeah. as we know them now would never exist without, without government without government in the first place without yeah. ip protections and incorporation laws and barriers yeah. to entry for competition and 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 all these things that government Lobby does. Lobbying. Right. Like, yeah. There's a whole shitload of pro-gun conservatives right now that are learning about lobbying. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag hashtag Benjamin. I was gonna say Benjamin. Yeah. I don't feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch made. Did you see did you see speaking of that? Did you see what Kershaw did on their Instagram page? 
where they posted the picture of the knife and the gun, and it said our knife cuts lots of yep. cut lots of things. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there's been there's been several several uh, um, knife companies that have posted on Instagram and Facebook of of their knives with firearms. Right. Right, and it's it's all troll and bench made. Yeah. Yeah. But and it's then, good publicity for them. It's really Eotech, good. Eotech donated to Diane Feinstein. Yeah. Well, it's Eotech anyway, so to be fair, that was that was my theory too. Yeah, so. having owned an Eotech and absolutely confirming that even their latest models have improved literally none of their historical zeroing problems at all. <laughs> none. I spent over four hundred dollars on that piece of crap. Oh, yeah, Eotech, Eotech, is the, Eotech is the is the Yugo of red dot sites. Yeah, long to zero. <laughs> Vortex, Strike Fire 2. You know what didn't take long to zero? The Hollow Sun 512C. Those are both $200. Like, yeah. Oh. The oh. Yugo. God. <laughs> the Diesel Yugo, no less. The Yugo is the car of communism, and communism is the Yugo of economic systems. It's just yeah. kind of poetic. The only thing that communism ever produced that was worthwhile was fucking AK. Yeah, and then the leftists are all trying to ban that, so, you know. Right. <laughs> Actually, I mean, strictly speaking, the Yugo isn't really the car of communism, because communism produced far, far worse vehicles than the Yugo. That's true. It's, uh, the, only, it's the only one that survived. It's the pinnacle of communism. Yeah. yeah, it was the best was car. Communism's the best <laughs> effort at a car. Yeah. Actually, you know what's yeah. uh the, the Grand Tour um, that's made up of the guy's uh, originally from Top Gear on BBC, mm -hmm. um, they just did a thing on the China on China's latest luxury car, and it's called the what? What is it called? It's something really stupid, but it means red flag in Chinese. And it, of course, it does. Um, it looks exactly like what you would expect a dictator to like. Ride like picture, in. picture, <laughs> Soviet dictator car. So black, <laughs> massive, four door. You know the flagpoles, ultra squared. You know what I mean. Right. Like, hide, hide thirty-seven bodies in the trunk. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. That. It's a that. Seventeen, seventeen-year-old limousine is essentially what. You're yeah, for. it's that. But get this: <laughs> it costs. It costs when you convert from what they taught from from pounds to dollars. Uh, well, from yen to pounds to dollars, it costs a hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. And apparently, according to the guys, it's shit. <laughs> or no, it's even, is, is it even more than that? Is it almost a million dollars? Can uh, we even laugh, though? I mean, California spent over a million dollars on a bus that they never fucking That's true. Used. No, I think it's because they said 980,000 pounds, not 98,000 pounds. It was 980,000 pounds. Yeah, so it's like a million dollar car. Tara wow. says dad's whip in 2020? Question mark? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's that's that's a kind. But it's it's produced in a country where the most people will never make that amount of money in their entire lives. Where the only people who do are already government officials, and it's designed specifically for them because it's named Red Flag and comes with flagpoles pre-installed on the front fenders. Well, in all in all fairness, though, honey, remember what he also said. Want to know how many um, registrations were applied for in oh, this yeah. one city? Because it's, it's a lot. A month, a month, two thousand. Want to know how many actually were approved? Three. Good lord. Yeah. 
Yeah, they oh. in China it's actually a lottery. You don't even get to own a car unless the government says you get to own a car, and they have a lottery for it. And of so course. you have to register for the lottery, and if you get it, then you you're allowed to buy a car. Uh, Jeez, that's worse. That's worse than Illinois' Ford cards. Yeah, I mean, God, Lord, oh. it's just it's obs- and then they're building cars that are a million dollars. That are and apparently, like when they got that one, it, he's like, "What do you say? It had no cup holders. The seats were uncomfortable. The oh, the like the the AC didn't work or something right away, and it was brand spanking new." Like, <laughs> and he's like, "This Sounds is a like million communism. dollar car. It's also like three tons. Yeah, and it weighs like three fucking. Tons. And it's not armored. Yeah, and not armored. That's so. That's it weighs, basically weighs more than in, the tank at Tiananmen in, Square." In market yeah. terms, that's basically the car that you find on the Wish app. Is that what you're yeah. saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you, if not even my, my, my dad, my dad had a '63 Pontiac Catalina Safari wagon. Like oh we, had, we had 11 people in that car at one point, and it's it's <laughs> better than that. Jeez, my dad has a. Um, 66 Cadillac Eldorado convertible. Nice. It's red with white leather seats. Nice. That thing, my parents have a carport. A carport on their house that was built in 1945. This is a big carport. Yeah. Cars were bigger back then. And dude, that shit is like car, a land yacht. Yeah. And, and this car doesn't fit oh. in their fucking carport. Yeah, dude, it's like a, it's like a car Three and a feet half. of it stick yeah. out the end yeah. of the fucking carport. Oh my it's like God. if you like had to park like, that shit like in half, normal. That's like half of the trunk. Three yeah. feet. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. real. Like if you par- tried to park that shit at like the fucking uh store or something in a regular parking spot, like you'd have half the fucking rest of the car hanging out the fucking Yeah, there's a reason spot. my dad my, only drives. My dad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I've, I've watched my dad park in the compact with with the cat with the wagon and just get out yeah. and be like just fuck you. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Honky. That's what I ain't got time for this Honky. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. <laughs> This is the honky, in case you want to see it. Oh, there we go. That is the honky. Nice. If that doesn't scream, I am a Chinese dictator. I don't <laughs> know what Christ. does. Yeah. Even the fucking headlights look like they're fucking shitty glasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I told you, it's a classic I'm a dictator. I'm going to yeah. ride around in it. Yeah, looks exactly. Like one, looks like Winston Churchill's about to climb out the back. <laughs> For real. <sighs> It is that speaking British influence, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Speaking speaking of bad investments, yeah, or General MacArthur. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of bad investments, most expensive midterm ever. Cost of 2018 election surpasses 5.7 billion. Jesus Christ! With a B. With a B. Billion. Well, we need to get money out of politics. You know what? Though. No. <laughs> <laughs> here's what. Here's what blows your mind. The things that people want these politicians to fix, the things that really make people dissatisfied with their lives, you know, that make them vote for these politicians that kind of give them vague promises about it and nothing ever happens. Mm. All of that money, that money could fix all those problems for all those people. Andrew and I were talking about it. If it was, just directly, de- if it was yeah. just directly applied to their problems. You know, to these actual yeah. problems that, that yeah, that's what Andrew and I were talking afraid. about in, in the Telegram chat. Like, five point seven billion goes a long fucking way. Hell yeah, it does. I mean, imagine. Yeah, like, but if you help people like, out, that doesn't benefit you personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. They, they can't do favors for you, right? <laughs> well, and then consider, and then consider that um, Trump 
wanted or sh agreed to end the government shutdown for <coughs> 5.5 billion dollars. But you know what, you guys? Here's so, the thing. I have an idea. So, these this money that gets spent on elections, these are donations from supporters of these politicians, right? Yep. So how about they do the build up to the election, they gather do these donations, campaign contributions, and then they nobody just fucking nobody gets elected and the money just goes just directly to the problem. Stuff. <laughs> goes directly to those fucking problems that people wanted fixed. Yeah, mean, every time I hear that, I'm like I'm like Bernie that went into a vacation home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. His, his third or fourth home. I don't know. I've lost track. He has three. I think he has currently. he has three homes and he has a uh, he has an Audi uh, an Audi A8 now or or R8. Like R8, yeah. R8, yeah. yeah. Yeah, is, the, I'm saying eight actually. For a guy who's never done an honest day of work in his life, that's a pretty yeah. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> never done any work for anyone but the government. He has never right. made money that wasn't taxpayer dollars mm -hmm. ever yeah. in his entire fucking life. Yeah, what was he lecture you about income inequality on his front porch of the third third house of in his the third lake, house? Right? Yeah. yeah. With more than $5.7 billion shelled out by candidates, parties, committees, PACs, and outside groups in 2018, midterm leaps frog, leapfrogs even then-record-breaking 2008 presidential election, which saw nearly $5.3 billion in total spending. It also smashes the previous midterm spending record of $3.8 billion in 2014. Oh. I, I mean, yeah. that's a midterm! A yeah, midterm! That's crazy, dude. I, but you know why? Okay, I know why so much money went into this midterm, though. Because nobody expects Ruth Bader Ginsburg to live until the next election. Yeah, right. Robot yeah. Bader Ginsburg at this point. It's Yeah, Darth, Darth Bader Ginsburg. She's like in a fucking suit that's keeping her alive. Oh, I think you'll find this court is quite operational. Yeah. <laughs> that's not Darth Bader Somebody Sorry, goes Lord. Sorry, Lord Bader. No, yeah, yeah, it is kind of an insult to him. Yeah, it's, yeah, I know. Like the the Ember <laughs> James Earl Jones. They, we're fucking she, sorry, dude. Well, sorry. I mean, like, can you imagine? Like, she somebody stands no, up to object and she force chokes him. <laughs> oh You're God. Right. <laughs> Well, I, I meant it was an insult to fucking Darth Vader calling, like, comparing her to him. Yeah, I know. Mm. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, with, that's, I mean, James Earl Jones did the voice, right? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, with more money to play with than ever before, total candidate spending grew by more than a billion over the previous midterm election cycle. Non-party outside spending experienced a large percentage increase, 84% over 2014, as it ballooned to nearly $1.1 billion. Naturally, the most expensive midterm election resulted in several record-breaking individual races, Candidates and groups spent a record $209 million in Florida's U.S. Senate race. Candidates in the Texas U.S. Senate race spent an unprecedented $125 million. And nine of the ten priciest non-special election houses races uh, ever took place in 2018. Right, because each party wants to be the one who yeah. gets to appoint a new fucking, yeah. a new... Supreme Court justice. Yeah, though Democrats lost crucial Senate races, they made massive gains in the House thanks in part to spending an unprecedented $300 million spending advantage. And the candidates with more money usually wins. 
Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that they knew that the Mueller investigation wasn't really going to produce shit, so they had to get fucking Democrats in the House to fucking drum up all these other investigations against. Uh, the ten most generous mega donors combined to pour four hundred and thirty-six million dollars into the election, displaying a widespread influence of wealthy individuals in the post-Citizens United era. Able to give unlimited dollars to super PACs, Sheldon and Miriam uh, Adelson gave more than $123 million to help Republican, while Michael Bloomberg threw in $90 million to help Democrats. Oh, surprise, surprise. I mean, think what, about, those guys, those even, guys are both members of the tribe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Even, just just think, too. I mean, even just, just members, they're fucking VIPs. Oh, they are. Yeah. Adelson's a big-time Zionist. Yeah. I mean, even just think, though, I mean, just $93 million. If you weren't throwing that at politics, what could you do with $93 million alone? Ignoring the five. Even if you're just investing, which banks used to give small business loans, like mutual funds and things like that. Well, yeah, even imagine. It stimulates the economy and it helps people. Can you imagine the way you could alter the world if you went on some of those micro loan sites for third world countries oh, like Afghanistan and things? Yeah. $5.7 billion to loan? Do you have any idea the way you could completely yeah, alter okay. the entire here, here. landscape? This right here. Okay. And, and a banner year, banner year of sorts for wealthy self-funders too. Senator Rick Scott, Republican out of Florida, poured more than $63 million of his own money to win in the Senate race. Uh, representatives David Throne, Democrat at a Maryland Senate, or Senator Mike Braun, Republican at Indiana, and Republican Gil Cicernos, Democrat at a California, all spent more than nine million dollars of their own money in one. So they, they, they spent he spent sixty three million dollars of his own money of his own money for a position that pays one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year. And this is what I don't get about how people always want to like they always want to make corporations and businesses out to be the really wicked rich. No, the wicked rich, the wickedest of the wicked rich, the baddest ones, the worst ones, they're the ones who can buy a fucking political seat like these assholes did and get themselves the power of coercion. Because in the market, they have to have your goodwill. They have to... Um, compete for market yeah. shares and for customers, but if they can get one of those coercive positions, oh, now they're fucking cooking with jet fuel. Yeah, it's it's yep. like like you and Dan said earlier about uh, a lie being told enough times becomes truth, right? People get yep. desensitized and, and and indoctrinated to it. Well, yep. it's been sixty three million dollars. You're able to advertise and advertise and advertise and advertise and advertise and advertise, and, advertise. Oh, and yeah. people associate that with oh, he must be really good because I'm seeing his name everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah people are very simple like that. Yeah. Because yeah. a, a lot of people lack the critical thinking. Like, you know what I mean? The the majority of the voting public, they are mm. not that fucking bright. Mm. They're not, they're not like on the level that, like, you know, they need to buy books. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> a catch 22 of my book. Because there's so many people that, I, that I'd love to have read it because <laughs> I feel like they fucking need it, but they're the ones who are not going to fucking buy it. You yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah. The ones that yeah, need it the I've most had, aren't the one aren't the ones no. going to be getting it. No. Yeah, I've had I've had discussions, political discussions online, and had people go, "Stop trying to use your logic on me." 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and I'm like, well, I don't even know how to respond to that. I <laughs> no. There's no way to respond to that. Like, Are you serious? <laughs> well, I mean, Alec- Alexandria Casio Cortez. You know, she she told us Let's why dance. they're right and you're wrong. Because it's yeah. more important to be morally right than factually that's, that's right. right. Well, yeah. Did Did you right. see the video? It came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think actually, like the date. I think like la- the Monday before last, right after we did the last show, where that that uh, shaved headed, very obviously lesbian, hyper leftist, crazy chick was arguing with that dude in a maga oh, hat. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, can yeah, I yeah, just yeah. say yeah. real quick that a person's hair doesn't <laughs> denote whether they're fucking psychotic sjw lesbian all right i'm just saying <laughs> no i think yes, i think that mother. there were many many <laughs> other elements that i was using to I'm interpret saying, don't that. judge and my hair that's... don't fucking assume i'm one of them just because of my hair my mom, <laughs> my mom just totally my mom had actually pulled the same shit on me when i was in high school i shaved my head down almost to yours and i was like oh i should have gotten a little bit shorter she's like why you a dyke i'm like whoa, mom, whoa. <laughs> i'm not trying to be judgmental no, um, <laughs> I'm just pointing not that out. There's like, anything wrong with that. Yeah, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being lesbian. I'm just saying like she's very clearly like as left as left gets, and as invested in like women win over everyone as yeah, you can possibly yeah. get, and nuts. And she's arguing with this dude who's just standing there and speaking monotone and being totally reasonable. And he goes, "But I just presented facts to you." And she goes, "Fuck your facts." And he's like. But but they're facts. Like you don't get to have. You can have your own opinions. You don't get your own facts. And yeah. she's like, "Well, hear about my facts. What about how? What about what feels right?" And he's like, "Are you telling me that you're literally yelling at me right now that emotions are more important than logic and reason and facts?" And she goes, "Yeah, my emotions matter more." And like they're and like everyone in this yeah. crowd of leftists is agreeing with her. Yeah, that's seriously, how they think though. Oh my God, we need a new meteorite. I don't uh, mm-hmm. just yeah. wipe out most of the human race, yeah. please. Good lord. Smod twenty twenty. <laughs> Everybody vote Smod twenty twenty. Maybe it'll happen. Yeah. But the uh, fact that this kind of uh, like ideology sure. is like encouraged, yeah, is like is even worse. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like it should be discouraged. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah I mean everybody else in that crowd was legitimately going, yeah, yeah, emotions are more important emotions matter more and i'm like yeah but they're they don't i don't under I, it boggles yeah. my mind you're rejecting like literally everything that all of humanity should have taught you to this point in favor yeah. of but i don't like it like what? well they're just they're just rejecting reality because they well, don't have the skills to cope with it uh, yeah, I'm, not at I'm all. Gonna, I'm going to go off script here for a second and bring up um, an article that I was. No, gonna, you can't was, go off. Script I was going to bring. I was going to had these oh, discussions. Wow. I, I was going to bring to the show, and there's an article at it off. <laughs> uh, I think it was Breitbart, and they were talking about this group of people. Uh, they were using the hashtag Ed for Red, E D F O R, R E D, and it was, it was a group of educators. That were going to use their educational powers to try and turn so-called purple states blue by 2020. So by, they're not oh, even yeah. pretending not yeah. to be doing that anymore. Yeah. Look, look on on Facebook. Use the hashtag Ed for Red, and, and go check it out. Oh my God, I. I mean, yeah. we've all known that that's exactly what's been happening for decades, yeah. at least. But but for them to just come out and so blatantly like endorse it that shows so how open. much uh, Sarah, 
Sarah, Sarah Chellum says, uh, yeah, uh, yes, dude, some of my high school friends are like, I had that one friend say, quote, yeah, maybe that's logical, but what about compassion? Right. It yeah. is important to have a heart, that's a but favorite like, you thing, can't but let you know it override what? your logic. Yeah, but where, the does, thing. Where, the do, thing. Where, does, where does the compassion for others override the right. compassion for yourself or is is yeah, is it yeah. is it better is it better to help a b and c if you have to hurt it's c, an, and it's, F? it's not compassion to to outsource your charity to like you know mob enforcers who will who will steal from people under threat of violence i mean that's not compassion person to person that's fucking, that's compassion. It's easy to be conspicuously compassionate when you're using everyone else's money. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it is. I mean, yeah. but it's the same thing. Like the, the argument is the same thing as like on airlines when they tell you, make sure you put your own mask on before you put the person next to you's mask on. Or you There's a fucking you know. reason they tell you that. Right. There's a reason they tell you that. And that's because under explosive decompression, you have maybe one to two seconds of useful consciousness before you pass out. In oh. which case, if you don't have the mask on, you can't help anyone. And right. the thing is, is but emotion tells you, but I need to help this person who needs my help before yep. I worry about myself. But logic and reason tell you, I need to worry about doing this first and that is exactly what they're trying to do is say no no put the other person's mask on let everything else go to hell but right. try and do that instead of helping five people because i put my own mask on first and now i can help them help the one person and then pass out and die on the floor of the crashing airplane right like, it's yeah. fucking it's suicidal compassion and not only is it suicidal for them but they're dragging the rest of us with them they're forcing other people I mean, it's like Jim Jones and his fucking Kool-Aid. Yeah. You know? I mean, there were well, people there who were too like, young to fucking know any better, any better, and that's something their parents dragged them into. It's really psychological manipulation of people that are empathetic and have compassion, really, what is what it boils down to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's complete manipulation. Yep. And how many people fall for and it? And if you, I mean, most people have those things. Some of us just are able to set our emotions aside for a minute. Exactly. exactly. And analyze something logically and to see if it's even viable, yeah. let alone the right fucking path. And, you know, we can analyze all the data, including who will also be hurt when this is done, not just who will be helped um yeah. so just because we're able to do that doesn't mean we don't have empathy and compassion <laughs> but that's it why just, women, I mean, have... that's why women are targeted mainly is because you yeah. know women are the more you know uh feel feels based right you know sex a lot of, the of two. women so are it's, very uh, emotional thinkers yeah exactly you know? so if they can't like you know uh <laughs> you know think before you know having that knee-jerk reaction it's not to say gonna, that a lot of men are also no no absolutely <laughs> no a lot of men are too but i'm just saying yeah, biologic biologically i'm speaking like yeah you know. women well women are more inclined towards generally service to others yeah yeah generally women are more inclined towards um like service person to person or caretaking and nurturing yeah, exactly. right and men are more inclined towards service to the whole to the group 
you know, well, to that, the, and like defense, like we go on the defensive and, mode too, you know, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's like, that's where we get our knee jerk reaction is like that emotion of like, you know, protecting kind of. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Men are more emotional yeah. about protection and women are more emotional about nurturing. So, but that's why women and men are unevenly represented on the left and the right. Oh, you oh yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how we got to this point, but uh, it's it's a good segue. Uh, Lindsay, you want to bring up that other article? Um, sure. Or you want me to, or you can't? Well, you you can. You're better at public speaking than me. <laughs> if if it's not I'm really better, public speaking, if, if I'm better, you're terrible. It might be like one per- person watching. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like the one person. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I mean, I can bring it up. Oh. I guess. It, sure. Right. Okay. Whatever. Do it. Do it. Um. Basically, uh, well, there was an article in the uh, Lacrosse Tribune. What? What's the article? I, oh, fine. <laughs> You've seen him do this how many times? I know, Come on, but it doesn't, you know how this works. But I will end up just reading off of it, which is why I said he'd better. At that's this. what he does. Yeah, that's what he does. Oh, what? It, how many times yeah. have you watched this? <laughs> you don't even have it queued up. No, oh. because I wasn't planning on having it. This do is it. terribly unprofessional. And and now I'm watching. <laughs> what do we do? No, worst, like, worst podcast Jason, I, hope, I hope that whoever was asking you for advice is watching right fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, Just read the headline. Okay, fine. People live across to cry hate crime targeting Muslim business owner. All right, now read the first paragraph and then we'll say funny shit about it. And then you read the next paragraph. And then we say funny <laughs> shit about that. And then we get off topic. Yep. And then we end up on something that's like 180 degrees different. So. Okay, apparently I'm being handed it. Uh, we have accidentally <laughs> perfected a format. <laughs> we have very accidentally. Oh, yeah. The so, format of no good format. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is fucking anarchy, bitches. You can't handle this. You're not I ready can't believe well, Americans can't coalesce into a cohesive group. It's right. <laughs> you know, that's the fourth hour of that argument this week. I know. <laughs> oh, all right. I, so, I, like, I like that the article has an ad for ammo in it, though. That's kind of... <laughs> it's fun, actually, for a local sports shop, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> it says but uh, it says about 100 people rallied Friday to denounce hate crime in lacrosse, lacrosse interface, shoulder-to-shoulder network. Lacrosse area showing up for racial justice and University of Wisconsin Lacrosse Campus Climate hosted the event One Community, One Family. Hate has no business here at the Bullet Cab Company. Um, so basically, what had happened is that, um, oh, what is his name? Something Abraham, I believe. Like Ahmad. Yeah. Okay, so he um, he owns Bullet Cab Company here in town, small business owner. He's a Muslim, he's Arab. And at some point recently, somebody went to his businesses, which is uh, right on a major street here, and spray painted uh, a racial slur and um, about him and left it there in black shiny paint on his flat white garage door. And he noticed it for a couple of days. Somebody finally mentioned it to him, whatever, and they had painted over it. And the community and a bunch of community leaders um including uh actually the local synagogue as well as 
a uh, a Catholic charity here and um, a Lutheran charity, and seeing Catholics and Lutherans work together is pretty shocking. Um, a Catholic yeah. uh, community thing, <laughs> um, a local mosque. Everyone came together, helped them uh, paint over the the slur, do a piece of art on the door. There's the, the, the art after that they painted. Oh, that's cool. Community came yeah. together. Beautiful. And, and at, at the top, it says, uh, one community, one family hate has no place here. I like that. That's a really nice image. I mean, uh -huh. you can see you can see what it's supposed to mean just by looking yeah. at it. You know, yeah. a lot of art, you look at it and you're like, this is just fucking messy blobs of paint. But you can see what that's supposed to mean. All the different, different shapes and different sizes shapes, and colors. colors and yeah, all fitting and, together. Yeah. And that's that's actually uh, one of the artists that was involved is the younger sister of a friend of mine since I was a little kid. Um, and they but they they did that for free for him and everything else. And actually and most of those, you know, most of those hate crimes and things that you see are them doing it themselves. Uh -huh. And this Smaller, one is that Jesse. <laughs> Yeah, this one definitely was not. This one, I mean, the guy's reaction when he was interviewed was like, I don't even understand why anyone would do this. Like, who have I ticked off this much? I don't, I, like, I've lived here for decades. I've never had a problem before. Um, I don't know if you can see that, but I really love that photo that they took of it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but he yeah, that's... Like he's crying out front. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, I've seen some... TV clips with him. He was really emotional about it and really moved by it and stuff. Yeah, that, it's 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 another one of those things like the like you you'll see this on on the, the local papers, but you wouldn't see that like on the national news. The hate crime, the hate crime part, the paint part, like you might see that on the national news, right? But you wouldn't see the positive on the national news. Well, human um, interest is not. what they would classify it, and it would get filled way below, like yeah, not even on the schedule below the things last, that yeah, the last thirty seconds more. Yeah, yeah. The feel-good story about a Muslim—it's not explosive yeah. enough. No, yeah. <laughs> I see exactly. what you did there, Dan. Ah. <laughs> nah. Hey, you said we had to do jokes. Hey. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it, it it is. It's and that's that's our community. We have a lot of problems in the neighborhood we're at and stuff, but um, mostly just with crime and things, but. This the the nice thing, at least about the upper Midwest, especially that I've noticed, is that nobody nobody really hates anybody up here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're all we yeah. all kind of work together, and that's that was what that was, you know. I mean, that that's because you guys are snowed in for half the year, and you don't have to fucking see anyone else. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and even if there is the underlying hatred, it comes down to community <clears throat> most of the time. And uh, yeah. if you decide you're going to completely be a jerk. Nobody's gonna do business with you, so you yeah, need to exactly. watch right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's and, and your and, kids grew up with their kids. I mean, like you, you know people from the beginning in yeah. small towns. So. Yeah, that's and 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 you can we can even take this farther and talk about how um, the hate that is portrayed on the media, right? It's 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 all it's all sensationalized. It's oh, yeah, all exactly. because sensation sensationalization gets views and views get money. So the more they well, get sensationalized, the more they get viewers, the more money they can charge for advertising. But yeah. if, if you actually if you actually walk out into the community and talk to people, the vast majority of people are are not like, are the, decent not like the media tells you. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're decent people. Like my, my apartment complex here, right? We have I, I do live in the ghetto. 
right? I'm like I'm like one of four white people in the ghetto in, in here in Antioch, and there's black people and Mexican people. That You're not of, white. You're an Indian. Couple of Asian people in in, in <laughs> my apartment complex here, but we all talk to each other. Like I know I know my neighbors. I've been in my neighbors' homes. I I, I know their kids. Their kids. Some of their kids call me uncle. Right. And 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 we all we all look out for each other here, but we're all from different backgrounds. Right. There's Democrats here. There's there's some Republicans here. There's some people that couldn't give a crap. Right. And then there's the lonely anarchist me. But <laughs> we tend to be minority everywhere we go. Like, yeah. like we, we, we they watch each other's kids. Right. They, they talk to each other and they get along and they help each other. Like we had a, a Mexican lady that lived next door. She fell and broke her hip. Right. Well, the, the other people in the complex organized and they made her food like every single night for like four months. Oh, until she awesome. could get up and get until she could get up and walk around on her own. Yeah, but like, like that's what a community is supposed to be. Yeah, right. It's yep. it's not it's not strangers living next door to each other. That doesn't make a community. That doesn't make a neighborhood. Right. Well, that's kind of how they want it. They don't want people to have they like don't, a, they a don't sense want of like community. They don't want strong yeah. neighborhoods. They don't want strong neighbors. They don't want people with a strong sense of community. Like we haven't had the police come to this place in like three years. Well, that's yeah. because you guys there's don't. There's no issue. Because exactly. That's what I mean. Because yeah. that just proves that if you come together as fucking, you know, like uh, with a sense of community, you don't fucking need them. No, <laughs> we, we do. We do. Ladies don't need police. We do yeah. police our own. We do police our own. Like, like legit. We have people that move in from time to time that are run drugs or or, or really loud or, or yell at their kids or abusive. And the people in the complex go to the manager, go to the owner, and be like, "Okay, we need them to move out." Right. And and the manager's like, "Okay." Right. <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to have that here. Yeah. Well. Well, yeah, and that's it. And Whereas that's in my neighborhood, room. there's two of my neighbors are cops, and nobody fucking talks to each other. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Talk about a contract, and everyone loves to talk about how great small communities, small rural communities are. And then you throw two cops in there, and everyone's like, "Nah, I want to get in trouble." So yeah. Yeah. right, nobody fucking socializes. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, but they're, that's like a, they're like a stick in the mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wet yeah. blanket. God damn. Yeah, you yeah, you see that in so many communities. I mean, small towns that have no police mm-hmm. uh, department at all of their own. They don't need outside police because everybody is in a community. We're all in this together. We need to work together. We care about each other. And you don't need police. You don't need these things. You want to change the world, start in your neighborhood. Exactly. Start talking to your freaking neighbors. Get to know people. Like the first time I moved back to the city from out in the middle of nowhere, and I asked somebody something about one of their neighbors, and they had absolutely no idea who they were, their name, anything, didn't know a thing about them. And it boggled my mind. And I've lived here long enough, and I'm starting to see that happen. Part of that's because our apartment building has, like, a constant rotation of people getting kicked out. But uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you can never really get to know anybody. You but, start nicknaming them. Instead. Yeah, you kind of start just giving them nicknames. But like, <laughs> There's pool dude, and then there's tall dude, and then there's uh, goodwill lady. And old dude. And old dude. Yeah. And, and then... the cat lady across the hall. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. And, and, then... Honda and 
Well, yeah, and like our, our neighbor next door who has his own house and stuff, he's got a couple of dogs. They're Snipe and Tony. They're cool. Snipe is a, uh, uh, was it a plot hound? Yeah. Plot. plot hound, which is apparently really rare and really expensive normally, but he actually- So you know the dog people. better than you know the people. I mean, that's Absolutely. not- I have no idea. Dogs, dogs are <laughs> <than> <laughs> I mean, we stood out there. We stood out there and talked to him, and like he was all confused initially that we'd be talking to him. And and Snipe scares a lot of people because he barks at everybody, and but it's because he really wants attention and he loves people. Like his tail's always high, it's always wagging. He's really excited. He Sounds just wants like my dogs. Yeah, he's except for when it comes to Tony. If you yeah, don't go anywhere near Tony, Tony though. He's very protective. Snipe is no longer friendly. Mm. Yeah, right. Tony's a Tony's like a beagle, little beagle, and. Snipe will not, he's not happy with anybody going anywhere near Tony. He's very protective, but like we've got to know our, our next door neighbor and know the dogs. And we're the only ones that like, he's laughed. Mike has laughed. Cause he's like, you know, you guys are the only ones that he doesn't bark at or anything else. Like he just stands there and waves his tail and everything. Cause we made the effort to be social. Yeah, because oh, we to get to know him and yeah. and get to know the dogs and get to know you and everything, so everything's cool. Like it's fine. I even called animal control one time because Snipe got out, and I was like, "Hey, he's out, and he won't come to me, but uh, I'm tossing cheese into the yard to at least keep him in the yard. Can you get somebody over here to get him like out and keep him from getting into the street and getting hurt, maybe?" Because like he's really scared because he get managed right. to get out and doesn't know how to get back in. I'm just and, calling an assist. You don't need to haul him away. Yeah, I don't I need this dog. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't send anybody with the gun. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> well, and that's what they said actually when I called. They're like, "Oh, I'm so glad you called. You know, just worried about him because the last guy <laughs> who called us um, wanted somebody to to just like come shoot him." And and I'm like, "What? Why?" He's just scared, man. He's just, and if you took the time to get to know him, you know that that's what's happening is that he's out of what? his yard and he's scared now. What? Yeah. Well, and that was when he was what? with the other owners uh, that yeah. used to beat the crap. Yeah, the other out owners of him. who beat the crap out of him. And so he'd hop their fence into, into Mike's yard and play with Tony all day. And so Mike would Why constantly is that call such a... his yard anyway. So. <laughs> Why is that such like a quick option? Like, we'll send somebody over there to shoot the dog. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, can you just kill it? What yeah. a member of somebody's fucking dog, family, dude. Ass? Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a child playing in the street. You want to just come shoot it? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's the thing, I have a lot of phone calls to make. <laughs> Get ready, tell me, riffraff here. We're gonna, <laughs> yeah, all right. Speak, speaking of shooting people. New bill would require DCFS, that is Department of Children and Family Services, to inspect homeschool houses for signs of abuse. You guys, this story's been pissing me off for weeks. Oh, oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, this, one, this is out of uh, this is out of Illinois. This isn't the Oregon yeah. one, right now. Okay. Yeah, uh, a so, Southern Illinois representative wants to require DCFS to investigate homes where kids will be homeschooled for signs of child abuse. Representative Representative Monica Bristow, a uh, Democrat uh, out of Alton, introduced House Bill 3560, which would require a Child Protective Service unit of DCFS check homes for signs of child abuse and neglect after a home school registration form is submitted. After well, don't here. fucking submit the form. Don't even tell me you have kids. Yeah. Yeah. After, after the investigation, CPS. the State Board of Education would notify the school district where the home is located that the student will be homeschooled. Once every two years, the State Board of Education would inspect 
the records of a registered of a registered homeschool student. Yeah. Um, fuck, fuck you. Yourself. Fuck you, Illinois. Because there's so many of these homeschoolers coming into high school years and like into the regular society going, oh man, I was abused the entire time I was at home. Yeah. That's totally... Said literally totally. nobody I've ever talked to. Right. Yeah, what? There's no reason, no actual reason, right? Remove, again, <laughs> what a surprise, it's a Democrat who doesn't want people homeschooled. Um, but there is no reason <laughs> at all, statistically, scientifically, or logically, for you to be concerned that homeschoolers are abused versus public school. In fact, it's exactly the inverse of That's that. That's what I was yeah, going to say. There yeah, are stories exactly. about teachers like having inappropriate sexual relationships with their students on the news all the fucking time. Send yeah. fucking child services to the schools and see what the fuck is going on. Well, and it's you know? not even just that, but I mean, you think about it and... I mean, if you're already, I mean, just logically looking at it, if somebody's already abusing their kid, of course they want to get rid of them for a little while and not have to worry about yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Cool. They're not going to keep them home. Yeah, no. They're going to send them and, to and have to invest well, their time in, in them. In super extreme cases, <laughs> it has happened because they didn't. Yeah, there was there was the the case here in Southern California with the the homeschool right. girl that was. Right. Yeah. And and they don't and there were other ones where like the family were was investigated and there were just abuses everywhere. But it happens that, to kids that go to school too. They get yeah, it happens far exactly. more often. I mean, look at the statistical exactly. probability. You gotta look at like the per one thousand kids who go to public school versus per one thousand kids who go to homes or who are homeschooled. Yeah. who's more often the abused and I oh, guarantee the percentage is probably way higher. Yeah. But the problem that they're going to argue and being the devil's advocate here is that the whole reason that they're worried about the homeschool kids is that there's nobody else outside the home able to there's notice no that they are not able to say, Hey, I'm being abused. I need help. It's not that there's that because, because so the, the, state, the state isn't allowed to be the busybody. Right. Because the yeah. kid's not around <laughs> a, a mandatory reporter. Every mm -hmm. fucking day, well, it really, makes them nervous. What I what I see that is is more of an excuse and a front for them to fucking, um, you know, because they're they're upset that they don't have their their hands on the minds of you know of those mm -hmm. children that are being homeschooled oh, and being able to mold them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because that's the whole state's objective. Yeah, and, and there's the and there's prejudice even in the in the civilian public against <clears throat> homeschoolers that they're weird and trying to teach their kids weird things. Oh yeah, well that's part oh, of the indoctrination to too. Honest, the yeah. homeschoolers that totally showed up in high school, they were a little weird. My oh, kids are They totally, seemed weird. My kids they are totally seemed normal. weird. I swear. Right. Totally now they weird. seemed weird. I think about it too and they seemed weird because they were cognitively like like and socially they were adults already. Well, That's right. why they seemed weird to us when we were high school kids. Right. You know, because a lot of them were just, they didn't understand why we were so fascinated <laughs> well, by not, the things we that, were fascinated like, by. They're not, they're not indoctrinated <laughs> into the right. socio, so the, 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 the social dynamic that, that comes along with being around right. all those people. Like, like my kids, my kids, they both have Facebook, they both have Facebook profiles. Mm -hmm. My son is on Facebook maybe twice a week. 
my daughter's on every day for maybe 25, 30 minutes. That's yeah. it. Yeah. They both they both work. They both have their own thing that they do. Uh, they're both like well rounded. They're both very mature. My daughter has a full time job while going to school, while going to college. And they're eighteen, like, right? Nineteen now. They turned nineteen, 19 on, on the tenth. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah, but I mean that's and you can't sit there and you can't tell me that this isn't very very clearly an excuse to immediately come up with a way to label homeschooling itself abuse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, or, oh, they're not socialized enough. You're yeah. abusing them. Exactly. And then force them to no. go to school. And it no, also becomes no, your that, but, against the, against the state agency. The state, the state agency, yeah. Uh, in addition, who gets to decide what is, what is counts as abuse? The state yeah. agent does. Yep. The right. State. It, it becomes, it becomes a, like, it, like an education. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, yeah. see, that's though, exactly it, it. And that's what you'll see is you will see them. This is a move. I mean, we're seeing it in Germany now. Germany is going to say that ahead mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. And yeah. we're already seeing that where now they've outlawed it completely. Yeah, people, people fled the country. Yeah. People fled the country trying to escape the, the homeschool laws in Germany. Right. And, and the U.S. government sent them right back. Yep. Would not. It's so progressive, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, that's exactly what you see. That is exactly what you see is this whole move to make sure that you concentrate education and how people think and what they think mm -hmm. in what the state can control. And it's getting worse right. and worse every freaking year. Because well, that's they what happens under socialism. You need that central educated, planning. Right. Highly educated people make very poor slaves. Yep. But and kids and people kids who are right, people who are just educated enough to pull the levers, the yeah. levers, and and push the buttons, mm -hmm. but they're not educated enough to question why. That's what the state needs. Yep. yep. Homeschool homeschooled kids don't stand for the anthem. Yep. Yeah. There's no pledge allegiance at the beginning of the day. There's no national yep. anthem. There's no sports to build a sense of community with all of the other students. And we there's have there's no to... standing in line constantly to reinforce, you know, the there's the no military there's nature also, of yeah, the there's no, there's no submission to authority. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no asking permission to use your own body to eliminate yep. waste. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's so there's therefore no there's no repetitive submission to outside authority. Right. So, and yep. people, people who aren't willing to submit to authority are dangerous for this state, plain mm -hmm. and simple. They're no, dangerous. Absolutely. I mean, there's, uh, I know my, my ex's uh, second cousin, the, the, one of her cousin's kids, was diagnosed with, what is it, the um, uh, defiant, authority defiant oh, disorder? Oppositional defiant Yep, that yeah. and I'm like, so basically, he doesn't like being told what to do by people who just assume that they get to tell him what to do. Is that what you're telling me? Because yeah. yep. I don't see anything wrong with that. Now there is there is a legitimate diagnosis of ODD yeah. where people just like kids even can't they they melt down if their parents even try to ask them to do anything. Yeah, Brett. So, but that's different. That's very different than right. kids in public school being diagnosed with it for doing shit like not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance so that they can be forcibly fucking medicated by the state. 
Right. Um, and Brett, he, yeah, Brett Goff just commented. He said, my daughter just heard the Pledge of Allegiance for the first time and asked why everyone was standing. Yeah. Because they're indoctrinated, Brett. Right, because yeah. they're all indoctrinated to think that this is what you do, that you yeah. have to swear absolute fealty. And that's the thing. As soon as you point out... Not, 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 not to right. the, not Five to the state, not to the government. Kindergartners. But, to, but not, not to the state, not to the government, because that would be too obvious oh. for people. It's, but to the symbol of the, everything the that America yeah. stands for. Right. And all this, like you know symbolic nationalism and you know it, it ignites this patriotic fire in their chests and you know what i mean it's and it would be very right. different if it was i pledge allegiance to the government yeah you know right. of the and united it, states and, and well i mean we should be we should get back to this right here we should yeah. get back to this and start forcing people to do this and then maybe they would understand that 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 wasn't what even the founding fathers of america intended they no. would have never been okay with that. They would have shit ever. themselves over that. Yeah, they would have been pissed because yep. they're in, they were fighting against this idea uh. as it was that King George V was God ordained to rule over people, right. and their divine saying, no, right of kings. God ordained. God yep. doesn't choose rulers. You don't get to just say no. God says so. No, it doesn't work that way. And that yep. was what they went to war over. I mean, they yeah. went to war, and now we're right back to this. Oh, I, to one nation under God. You're trying to equate very subtly the government and God-ordained power. That's what you're trying to do. Yeah. And it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. disgusting. They just repackaged well, the, the divine right of kings and made it. The, um, the um, what was it? That, that didn't get added in to the fucking banknote until like what was it, like the 30s or oh, and 40s? God, and God we trust yeah 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 oh. well yeah and the, the uh and, and the, and the, God, you know, yeah that didn't get added until like what the 40s or 50s that was when the pledge yeah i was gonna say that's when the pledge came around yeah, yeah there wasn't it, until 54 that it got added the pledge itself came around wasn't that uh one nation under god wasn't that as a result of mccarthyism I think so. Um, it might so. have been. I know that a group of Baptist pastors led the charge for that. To surprise, happen. surprise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know for sure that's the thing that happened. Um, but I do know the original pledge didn't include it. The pledge was introduced and in, I think kind of de facto official in like 34 it was 54, so 20 uh, years yeah, later yeah. under God. Uh, the recent alteration word uh, under God was added in 54 on Flag Day. Uh, the Pledge of Allegiance by Francis Bellamy was originally written in 1892 and formally adopted by Congress as the pledge in 1942. 42. Okay, so in the World War II, as we're fighting right national back. socialists, we're adopting a pledge written by a national socialist. So yep. there's that. Yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, FDR was a socialist essentially. Oh yeah, he was a, a hell of a socialist. I mean, he was blatant. Just a different flavor, right? Yeah, yeah Francis Francis Julius Bellamy, uh, a Christian socialist minister and author. I mean, the the Nazis were so horrible, but we imprisoned fucking what was one hundred and twenty thousand Japanese and dropped two nu nuclear bombs on them. Oh, the oh. worst part about the Japanese <laughs> camps, though, is that they actually uh, came back. 
about halfway through the war and went to them and said, so you have two options. You can either join us and you can go die for this country and prove that you're loyal to us, or you can just sit here and then you're proving that you're disloyal to us and actually problems. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's straight up. Yeah. They went in with as recruiters and said, we're going to start all these pure Japanese American units and you're going to fight in Europe and you're going to be on the front lines exclusively and you can volunteer for this and prove that you care about the America, or mm -hmm. you can rot in the jail cells essentially that we put you in. And then we're all going to know that you're cowards and that you're disloyal to this country this whole time. And so obviously what choice did they have, but to go and put their lives on the line for a country that had just imprisoned them. And yeah. I mean, and the one guy he talked about the we we watched an interview with a guy who was a, a what was he a major or something he was like yeah. actually he was like a major in this unit and went back to uh in California to one of the um the internment camps to see his family and was basically not allowed in in his army uniform he had to change out of his army uniform in order to be allowed in there again and he couldn't oh, bring wow. a bottle of booze for his dad's birthday. Yeah, and he brought a bottle of whiskey for his dad's birthday, and he wasn't allowed to bring that in because no alcohol was permitted to any of the internees. All right. Wow, that's fucked up. All right, you guys, I need to laugh. Let's get to a laugh before we get to this next article. Next, The next one's going to piss me off, but this one would be funny. California Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom is hoping to pull National Guard troops away from the U.S. border to help protect his state's struggling marijuana industry. It's not struggling, just the state okayed one is. Yeah, faced, <laughs> faced with competition from a robust black market, the legal cannabis industry in California has not experienced the growth that supporters had expected. Newsom, who, who enjoyed hundreds of thousands in cam campaign donations from the marijuana lobby, wants yeah. to aid the industry by redeploying at least 150 California National Guard troops from the U.S.-Mexico border and instead use them to combat illegal grows in Northern California. Quote, there are legitimate concerns in Northern California, particularly as it relates to illegal cannabis grows. They are getting worse, not better. I want to see some enforcement. <laughs> so he's, he's essentially using the National Guard to fight the people that are in like a, a comp competitive race against the legal industry. Yep. And diverting right. resources away from fighting things like human trafficking and people bringing really hard drugs into the country. <laughs> right. Like, it, it makes sense. It hold on, hold on, must on. be nice to do business when you can throw your competitor in prison. for <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, California citizens voted to legalize recreational marijuana in November 2016, and the law officially changed that of January 2018. Proponents initially anticipated a thriving cannabis industry within the state's most populous or within the country's most populous state. California officials, for example, estimated there would be up to 6,000 licensed cannabis in the first few years and that the industry would bring in a billion dollars a year in revenue. Instead, the state has only issued 547 temporary and annually licensed by December 2018 and California is only expected to rake in 471 million in revenue. California is yeah, like that meme work. where the guy puts a stick through his own bike spokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fucking they, black market. Yeah, they, to yeah. they totally Here's fucked the, themselves on that. Yeah. Here's the operative, the important word there was licensed. Licensed. Yeah. They anticipated that many licensed. As and if all of these people who are already growing pot illegally and making plenty of money are right. suddenly going to go, let me go ahead and pay the state for the right to the thing I'm already doing. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, the, the estimated 6,000 
and has only issued 547. How much of that is because, excuse me, because people weren't applying for them? And how much of it is because their bureaucracy runs like fucking oh, frozen molasses? It's the, it's the bureaucracy, <laughs> the taxes. Uh, I read somewhere the other day, or last week, that it would cost uh, uh, like one, like estimated like $1.2 million in the state of California to start a cannabis industry, start a cannabis company. Well, that's uh, absurd. I mean, that is absolutely, especially, I mean, and again, the reason everybody anticipated it is because the people who were pushing for this to get legalized when they were pushing were basing their numbers off of what everyone already knew existed in the black market and then yeah. pretended that the moment it was legal that all of the black market people were going to come out of the woodwork and come into the light and say, hey, look, I want to do this legally. And, and give you hundreds of thousands of dollars to get set up. Yeah, and pay you tons and tons of money that will cut into my profits. And let's be honest, if you know anybody who has ever grown marijuana illegally, these people are not living lavish lifestyles. No, they're these fucking people are not. living in ghetto-ass fucking apartments. Yep. They're barely making ends meet if they're making ends meet the same as everybody else. Plain and simple. They're and, just happy they don't have a 9 to 5 office. Yeah, and job. they're just fine that they don't have a 9 to 5, and that's all they're after. And then you're going to ask them, these people who are already broke... To make you a million dollars for, for a license for a license to sell you a product that they're already selling on the street, exactly with, with a forty-something percent markup because of the taxes, and to no. deal with all the regulatory BS yeah. regarding what kind of business and zoning and and the risk of the federal government buildings. coming in and taking all of it because technically yeah. and you can't you can't put the money in a bank because it's still federal legal. Right, because yeah. banks won't do business yep. with cannabis businesses. So it's yep. an entirely um, cash business. New Frontier Data, a firm that analyzes marijuana sales, estimates that the black market accounts for as much as 80% of the marijuana sold in the state. California's illegal pot market is estimated to be four times that of the legal market. Well, what do you fucking expect, California? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, what, you mean that maybe it's shot themselves people... in the foot? Yeah. You know, and I feel like I say that more often in my life than should be necessary. What the fuck yeah. did you expect, California? Yeah, what, you know? what did you think was going to happen? Right. I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as like people being all mystified that the elite international illegal gun market is so huge. Yeah. And then these are the same people who live in countries where being able to sell guns legally is almost impossible. And then they're mystified that all of these companies are willing yeah. to deal underhandedly internationally and it's like well yeah because they're in business to make fucking money and you won't let them make money so or like california being mystified that you know mismanaging the forests means that forest fires get worse what that's what because we all know <laughs> government is historically so incredibly efficient oh my god <laughs> but jason don't 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 you dare clean up that that brush oh right? no yeah. it's, it's, pick up your brush no. Well, God was just punishing California for all the gay butt sex, but that's that's I read that. <laughs> that's <true. laughs> I mean, imagine maybe. imagine how much imagine how much that five point seven billion. Imagine how much that would go like one like ten percent of that. Ten percent of that could literally do. could literally rebuild the entire city of paradise. 
Yeah. All yeah. California has to do to make God not be mad at them about gay butt sex anymore. <laughs> it's, it's just man, somebody it's go broad, burn. Right? Somebody go burn the casting couch at Disney. I there you know. It's the straw thing. God is still mad at California for having disposable plastic straws. That that yeah. <laughs> he, God really yeah. loves. I don't know if you missed that verse where where Jesus said, "Blessed are the sea turtles," but. <laughs> <laughs> That may have been edited out of your translation. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> God also could be mad at California for taxing house farts. I'm yeah, just he's, yeah, he's like, hey, yeah. well, or, or you know, it's possibly that they decided to tax all of these plants on cow farts and all these things where if you believe the guy created the world, well, he created plants, he created the animals, and now you're going, hey, but I get to dictate what they get to do. Yeah. So that's maybe that's... that's I'm telling you, like, if, if, you're, if you're in California right now and you want to start a business... Do like those cork-sized cow butt plugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I don't know if you guys know the true story of the Bible, but Jesus did chase the money changers out of the temple over not collecting enough carbon. He didn't just chase them. He flipped right. tables and whipped them. Carbon credits. I mean, <laughs> over carbon credits. Carbon credits, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God is like... Oh. And so if, like- if, more, if more politicians ate the mushrooms that were in cow, cow shit, like this world would be a totally different place. It would. It'd be it? way better. Oh. I, love I don't think they'd be politicians people, though. When when people go, what would Jesus do? Going well, you know, flipping tables and whipping tax collectors and money changers yeah. is in fact a valid it's, response. Yeah, he it's also, not. He also, the yeah. he, also he also told people to, to sell their cloaks and buy a sword. So yeah, and buy yeah. a sword. Yeah, exactly. Sell your plowshares. Sell your. He cloak. wasn't exactly a fucking uh, pacifist. He no, was he not. wasn't. In fact, when Peter draws his sword and cuts an ear off of one of the centurions, he just says, Peter, that that actually really wasn't necessary. He's not like, hey, you should have been violent. He was like, that really didn't. I was going to surrender anyway, dude. Like, no, it's cool. (laughs) So he was was not not opposed to righteous violence or anything else at all. But no, it's. Did he uh, did he did he say anything about not having small homes? Yeah. Oh, he. Uh, yeah. Th- thou shalt not live in ho- in a home under twenty thousand square feet. I think yeah. is what. Uh, <laughs> at least that's Joel Osteen's interpretation. That's, that's right. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Family of four evicted from two hundred and seventy-two square foot tiny home in Bend, Oregon. Surprise! Surprise! The I home. Love the name of that town, Bend, or again. The home, a, a cozy, custom-built, 272-square-foot space, was a dream Steve and Chrissy Bryant nurtured for years. But on a recent Sunday, sunny Friday, Steve Bryant was shocked or was stuck moving everything his four-person family owns into a single bedroom they'll share from now. The Bryants had lived nearly four years in a tidy wooden home on a gooseneck trailer. They moved it from El Paso, Texas to Bend in late 2015 after Steve Bryant got out of the U.S. Army and lived in an RV park for a year before buying the property in 2017 that gave their young daughter space to play outside. For the past 12 months, they, their setup seemed perfect. The Bryants had their small home and a large yard and a four-bedroom house on the same property. They rented rooms for veterans at affordable rates in Bend. Then in mid-January, everything started to fall apart. The family received a letter from Bend Code Enforcement Division giving them 10 days to move out of their tiny 32-square-foot house, which is considered illegal under Bend Code. 
If they didn't get out of the home, they could face fines of up to $7,500 every day they remained. It's ridiculous. How, how dare you benefit people that we've abandoned? Right. Uh, <laughs> no. And how dare them. you be self-sufficient? And how dare yeah. you think that My you guess can... Is, knowing the laws and stuff on the tiny home thing, because, of course, Andrew's been talking about it for a while, but... Um, like my guess is they permanently hooked up the water or they took it off its wheels and now it's suddenly a permanent home, which then it doesn't meet code. Or they put a concrete pad down to park it on and then now that's considered a foundation and up now it's permanent home. Well, yeah. there's Oregon is very, um, doesn't have a lot of regulation in place yet regarding tiny homes. Um, cause I told you guys about what my dad was trying to do and how nobody mm -hmm. wanted to touch it cause nobody knew quite what to do with it or whatever. And so Oregon, you know, some locations take that to mean we can't tell you not to. And other locations in the state take that to mean we haven't told you you're allowed to yet. Yeah. So you can't, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of open to interpretation at this point. Yeah, the, the, fam the family moved the house to Bend because Central Oregon Community College's aviation program is one of the few in the country that accepts the GI Bill. In December 2017, they purchased a 2.3-acre lot with a four-bedroom, three-bath house just north of Cooley Road and next to U.S. Highway 97. They just wanted the land for their tiny home, but rooms in the home could be rented out for $600 a month, bills included. Uh, to others and been looking for affordable housing. One of the roommates moved out just before the Bryants received their letter from the city. So for now, Steve, Chrissy, and their daughters, Odin and Keely, are living in a vacant bedroom. While it's about the same size as the tiny house they just had to leave. Steve Bryant But it doesn't have a kitchen or, a or bathroom. Or yeah. Yeah. It's absurd. Yeah, it's I mean, and... On top of that, again, I mean, even regardless of how much the political right in the United States wants to hump the leg of government like a dog in heat. Yeah. And the, here, yeah, this is this this is this is where this is what really angered me about it. Um, I mean that that was angered me, but the city says no to tiny homes. City code doesn't allow most tiny homes. An exception is Ben's Cottage Code created in 2015, which allows homes with no minimal size but only in clusters. The code requires at least four but no more than 12 homes in a cluster around a shared open space. That's... So that's well, that was probably included because somebody who is on that board or whatever was planning on building some sort of vacation property with rentals, and they wanted to make sure that they were yeah. going to be able to keep that. That's what well, that and cottage, that cottages, wouldn't be allowed, cottages wouldn't be allowed on the Bryant's farm, which is zoned for low density residential development. Right. And here's the here's the thing about Bend: you have to understand the geog like the geographical region. Bend is in like up 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 in the cascade mountains mm -hmm. and there is so much skiing all over around there there's sisters and there's bachelor and you know and there's <laughs> there's resorts called like in the seventh mountain and stuff like that it's bend a ski Oregon town Central, bend bend is a ski <laughs> town okay yeah. so you have to understand somebody wanted to be able to build little tiny lodges for weekend skiers for Air, airbnb stuff yeah right 
Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Unless unless they're in RV parks and attended for temporary stays, tiny homes in Bend are required to have foundations. That means homes like the Bryants that can mm. be that can, that can be transported on wheels don't fit the code. James Goff, Ben's okay. code enforcement manager, said the department sees cases like the Brent's. No relation. Brent's no, relation. no relation. G-O-F-F. Uh, sees cases relation. like the Bryant's once every four to six months. <laughs> yeah, no, that's your long lost cousin. Sorry. Yeah, no. You, you totally uh, maybe, a relation. For that. maybe a relation. Yeah. So, so they sent, who was it again? I didn't hear. Code enforcement. Code enforcement. To their house every four to six months. So no, 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 no. The code enforcement, the guy that oversees the code enforcement, sees a story like this every four to six months. Oh, gotcha. So this guy, like, literally, his job is just to be a pedantic little bitch. Well, mm-hmm. his last name is Goff. Hey, again, distant relation. If any, actually, it is probably <laughs> relation. Distant. Yeah, fucking burn, relation. man. That was, I mean, a, clear, that was there, a serious a burn. That's going to leave a mark. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, James, Goff, James Goff, Ben's code enforcement manager, said his department sees cases like the Bryant once every four to six months. Jesus. So I feel like there's a family get-together that needs. Brett, I know you're listening. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Andrew. Brett, here. we're, we're going to have to have a family intervention, buddy. Uh, <laughs> get out there. <laughs> <laughs> all three of us spell it different, but same last name. We're all related. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sad because we are. But um, I, I don't understand what the what the city's beef is. I mean, they wouldn't go raid a fucking RV park, would they? But that's, well, no. That's the thing, though, is because um, whatever these guys did made it a permanent home, which without then, making it a permanent home with a yeah. foundation. Yep, that was their argument. Yeah, because the same place can be placed on an RV park at on a like longer term. So if they had moved the trailer by like ten feet around the property every month, like move it a couple feet or <laughs> no, no, it has, to, it has to be it has to be in a cluster. So it has to be like oh. four tiny right. homes. So if all, instead of all on foundations, so get a couple right. of sheds, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would have, you would have, you would have to take it off the trailer. That's the thing, because yeah. it, would, it would have to be on a foundation or parked in, a, in an RV park. Right, which means it would have to right. lobby the or city, rezone home. their home, rezone their property for an RV yeah. park, and then they could turn it into an RV park and simply have no other actual spots. And but then it's say, oh, they're for rent. Cool. Just nobody's rented them yet. Yeah, they're all up for rent. It's just uh, we don't approve anybody because. We have very specific right. uh, requirements and right. Your you last know. must be this. Yeah, that's. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Your you, last. We have three to be goth. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just. It's not happening. Property rights. Yeah, there's plenty of us out there. It's. Um, <laughs> but no, it. I mean, and that's the thing that that people with tiny homes are continually running into. And because I've been wanting to do the tiny home thing and the self sufficiency thing for so long, I've been tracking this a lot and watching it and watching. And more and more cities, because they're getting and townships and things, because they're getting more and more vacant pieces of property with tiny homes plopped on them because the tiny homes are so cheap and easy to build and they can get plopped there so easily. And because they're almost always off grid when they go in, 
Uh-huh. It makes it very, very difficult for the city to regulate. Yeah. And not, only, not only that, they need it. Yeah. Well, not only that, but um, for the, the the property taxes, property taxes are based on on the value of the property, right? Well, if you have a a, a, a four thousand square foot house, that's a, that's a lot higher property. It means a lot higher taxes. If right. you have a, a they got to get those. They're called improvements. Foot, yeah. If you have a thirty-four square or thirty. Four square foot or forty square foot tiny home on a big empty lot. There's not much property tax there. There's not much income for the for the government. Right, right. Because every improvement or structure that's built on the property raises the value of the right. property. And in order for it to can be considered an improvement, it has to have a foundation. Yep. If there's nothing permanent in the ground, it right. doesn't. That's why people. That's why people a lot of times around here out in the country. When they buy trailers, they put them on cement blocks and leave the axles intact. Because if they do, it's never actually considered an improvement to the property. Even if it's there for 50 years, it doesn't get considered part of the property. It's still considered a temporary structure. Exactly. Uh, I don't don't know who the, the, the Utopians bus said, gonna have to plan a bus life van life meetup in Bin now. And then a a laughing emoji. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's another thing I've been considering is doing a schoolie. I've been debating between doing a schoolie and doing a tiny home. I want to do one of the two. Um, and I've discovered that there are places that actually sell a few acre lots out in like Arizona and New Mexico for really, really, really cheap, mostly because it's desert and it's absolutely worthless. Yeah. But well, there's a lot of cheap property in like Kentucky and Tennessee too. Yeah. And area. if you can find it, if you already have a tiny home on wheels or you already have a school, you can totally move there. You're done. You're there. Right. And you know, and it's, it's great. And like, that's been something I've wanted to do for a while, especially for the sake of self-sufficiency, getting off grid for the most part, I still need internet. Cause obviously I still do this and everything, but right. that other than, other than internet, I want to get completely off grid. You know, you, you, you know, someone that, that does a podcast about these sort of things, right? Right. I, I might vaguely be familiar with one yeah. or two people who might possibly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But that's that's the thing is I've been I've been looking at it and I've been planning out a build and working on a floor plan and everything else for probably five, six years trying to plan it out. But what's always scared me about making that jump is exactly this shit right here, because all I got to do is pick the wrong place or the wrong place is good for it. And then they change their mind and suddenly magically my house is no longer considered an okay habitation anymore, and now I got to move shit, and I got everything gets. That's shaken. why you have to do. That's why you have to do the schoolie, so you can just turn your house on and fucking go somewhere else. Yeah, right? we're changing the regulations. All right, brum. See yeah, you later. See you later. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. A microbus with a wood stove. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want a microbus. I want like a full on. I want to get one of those former like big motor coaches and build it out and. Work on. I'd love to be able to throw on a oh, four wheel drive chassis, so I get into the really truly middle of nowhere, away from uh, everyone. And like, good luck showing up for code enforcement because you're going to need a four wheel drive in three days, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 the, the Utopians bus is uh, Jeremy Berkson, and he says he's, fa- yeah, he's yeah. friends with all of us. Yeah. So. They're, hey, they're going to Randy Weaver you, Andrew. Oh, they're going to try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeremy's good people. 
Yeah. Like the uh my my little my little emoji thing that I posted the other day that I'd made the the claymore mine with the party hat and confetti. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> oh, Don't oh. Ruby Ridge me, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to let me know so I can disarm a few things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> call ahead. Yeah. Definitely. Please. Please. Just like like the the trail the trail to your house like a hundred yards out like s- connected to a tree is a bullhorn. Just be <laughs> like, yeah. just, just call call out first. Yeah. Or like Please. leave a leave a little box of air horns there. Just blow this if you're headed up the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> let me know yeah. ahead of time because uh, you don't want to try otherwise. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's not going to go well. Let, let's uh, just be honest. The <laughs> the threat of me walking around the house naked is enough to make sure most people call. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't show up unannounced. She might be naked in the yard. You never know. Uh, yeah. And with me, that's actually a valid concern. <laughs> it's possible, you nudist. I like being nude. Oh, God made me. God, I can't stand it. Somebody is going to go over and borrow, borrow a cup of sugar like, yeah, every day. Oh, yeah. the, the other day, Slinky Slink said something about the, uh, that's the way God made me. I was like, that nigga fucked up. <laughs> uh, Slinky doesn't know because he just wraps his fucking ears around himself. Hey, Slink, Slinky was really interested in that Lucky Charms IPA. <laughs> yeah. that, that, that tells you all you need to know no. about him. Did you guys see? Did you guys see his new his new profile picture and cover photo today? Yeah, that potato oh, yeah. peeling son of a bitch. Yeah, I made uh, those. God damn it, Slinky. <laughs> No, I made those. Oh, so. uh, UC Santa Cruz student arrested for allegedly creating drug selling app disguised as a game. Aggressive as fuck. A UC, Santa, yeah, a UC Santa Cruz student is facing federal charges for allegedly creating an app designed to sell illegal drugs. Police arrest or police released the mugshot Wednesday of 18 year old suspect Colin Howard. Quote. Uh, we would have rather seen him doing research on cancer or something else that would have been positive in the world, said UC Santa Cruz Police Chief Nader. He well, it's not your how- fucking business. No longer yeah, well, is- and I would cancer. say it's positive, so, you know. I would absolutely agree that the app was positive. Yeah. The app is called uh, Banana Plug, a play on the UC Santa Cruz's mascot, the Banana Slug. It's st- it oh, will be advertised good. being advertised all by flyers all over campus. That's cute. Like I knew what a plug was, but I didn't know why they called it banana plug. Yeah, I was I was that was cute. not the direction I was going at all. No, I know me and either. But it's I was cute. thinking grinder, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rhett says our farm gate is always locked with a sign that says, "quote Call for entry. All trespassers will be shot." This includes law enforcement. Nice. Anarchist huh? fuck, bro. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Howard is from Sunnyvale. Uh, a Homeland Security agent alleges Howard developed the app, which offered contraband for sale, including cocaine, Molly, and shrooms. It was available on that's the a Apple fucking app public service. Yeah, that's dude. That's a fucking weekend on campus in California. Are you yeah. kidding me? Well, uh, once it's on the App Store, a lot of things could go wrong," uh, said Ahmad Banaf. As San Jose State University cybersecurity expert and engineering expert, quote, this is why monitoring the community monitoring and reporting is a very important and taking it down. 
An affidavit also says customers were able to make special requests. An undercover sting with multiple drug buys ended with Howard being arrested last Friday. He's charged with four counts of distribution and possession with intent to distribute cocaine and methane or methamphetamine. He was released Friday from custody after a court appearance. If convicted, Howard could face decades in prison and millions in fines. I'll be right back again. Sorry, guys. What a fucking nerd. I, I have to say that, that when you said methane, I'm like, well, I mean, it is California. You know, California. <laughs> <laughs> it's selling like, jarred California. It's selling methane. Like, how, like, how is this any different than what Ross Wes Ulbricht allegedly did? It's actually not even as bad. Or it's actually worse than what Ross did because Ross didn't have any of the drugs nope. himself that he nope. allegedly helped contribute to being sold. This guy did have them in his possession. And that is a, compl I mean, a, a completely different thing as far as should be a completely different thing. One, as far as law enforcement is concerned. But on top of that, I mean, even ignoring the fact that the law itself doesn't or should regard this as worse and he's not being charged as badly who was actually being hurt the customers the seller the the people who had absolutely nothing to do with it what what was he contributing to because you can't honestly make me believe that any of those drugs weren't getting sold and exchanged already so by centralizing that to a certain extent and giving people some sort of place to like maybe rate sellers or you know say, hey, this dude was supposed to show up and sell me a dime bag and he robbed me, that maybe yeah. is uh, is probably safer, you know? Um, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. If, if in, in a controlled environment like that where people could rate sellers and whatnot, you could be like, this guy this guy sold me good stuff, this guy sold me bathtub gin, right? Well, the, yep. by market demand, the bathtub gin guy isn't going to get a lot of business and he's either going to go out of business or he's going to change his product. Right, uh -huh. so he actually helped improve the 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 substance available, improve the market, and actually probably saved people's lives because yep. nobody wants to get hit with a super dose of fentanyl. Well, right, yeah, and right. that's the thing is, well, and most fentanyl is well, people can also lie on reviews too. You got to remember that. Yeah. Well, they can, but remember though, I mean, statistically, most Yelp reviews are actually left by people who actually use the service too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and, and aren't like paid or anything. So the aggregate of everybody is going to trend towards statistically trend towards an authentic review of that person. But I mean, that's what these apps really—that's their real value to society. If you actually care about people. And you don't care about your dictates and your edicts and that crap. If you actually care about people, then apps like this are a good thing. Because yeah. you make sure that people aren't buying things that's going to kill them. They're right. not getting robbed. They're not robbing the sellers. They're, you know, like this is like, can you imagine if you had an eBay rating system? Well, like for... if the products, if, if the products out in the open, the consumer feels more able to really scrutinize the product mm -hmm. and, and who they're doing business with. When it's all cloak and dagger and clandestine because nobody wants to get caught, you feel like you can't ask questions. You know what I mean? You feel like you don't have any yep. recourse if something goes wrong or you don't have any way to know 
that you're getting something that isn't going to fucking put you. Well, in then they don't they don't want to enable the the uh, buying and selling of shit either. It's I think they well, one of the reasons. Well, yeah. Especially shrooms like because <laughs> shrooms really fuck with their agenda and doctrine. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Can you imagine if shrooms and ayahuasca was was regularly available, and and like there was just Peyote people who offered and... services as spirit guides and things yeah. for for people's trips, and all of a sudden all these people came to all these self realizations. Yeah. And what what is the government going to do? Sure. People indoctrinated and controlled anymore if they can have these mind altering opening eye opening experiences. You guys don't even know how yeah, much first, money I would make first as a medicine. trip setter. Yes. I, I would fucking set myself up as a fucking trip setter. <laughs> yeah, Terry. Called the birth medicine. Well, yeah. I think that uh, you know power centers around the world would probably fucking dissolve because. Well, you know, yeah, what I mean, like that, that whole spell over humanity would probably be broken because those things can make <laughs> you feel connected, connected to the people with you, connected to nature around you. Yeah, and if you feel a connection to your environment and to the people that are near you, you don't experience that fear that they need you to experience and you don't need them because, you know, Which there's, there's nothing for them to do fit about those cuddle like businesses. Yeah. Right. Cause the moment that you have comfort, the moment that you have something that you can go to for, right. to feel better and to feel more connected to people or anything that's mm -hmm. outside of government control. Now all of a sudden they're pissed, but I mean, it's the same thing like you see with, with vets, with them fighting vets using psycho uh, psychotropic and psychoactive substances. They, the moment that that happens where, okay, well we will use marijuana to deal with PTSD. Um, because it helps immensely with all right. sorts of things. Um, oh, it turns out that like shrooms and ayahuasca and MDMA can help to completely cure PTSD. And LSD. And, dep yeah, and depression. And oh, Jesus. Oh, well, we need to not do any more research because we need all these returning veterans to, because we've taught them how to kill and how to fight, we now need to make sure that they're so terrified of their own shadow that they never decide to realize what we did to them because then we, they have the training and the capability yeah. to come at us. And the, so will, the willingness. The willingness. Right. That's, that's yeah. a big thing. Yeah. And the yeah. willingness to say, all right, let's friggin' come up, run up, get done up. That's and fine. you know what? Veterans <laughs> are automatically a group of interest to the U.S. Mm -hmm. federal government. Well, veteran veteran organizations get watched for domestic terrorism mm -hmm. just by virtue of being veterans. Hooray for watch lists. Woo. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wasn't everybody that was a, a veteran actually thrown on those Every, watch no, lists? No, it's everybody who's, a, everybody who's a combat veteran who has expressed anti-government or anti-war sentiment is automatically on a watch list. Yeah. Right. Automatically. Oh. Or like supports the Second and Amendment. A, or... I mean, I'm not a combat veteran, but I did hold a security clearance, so I'm sure I'm on one too. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, that, you're, I tell you're also you what. married to somebody with a pretty high security clearance. So I'm yeah. yeah. I tell you what, you ever want to bothered him about that at his last um, <laughs> No, just well, they do it at every investigation. They they ask about like, you know, the um the people close to you and and their mm -hmm. you know, if there's anything they should know and so yeah. 
I mean, I well, because the they, they probably just don't want you having like loyalties to some other country and being like a fucking foreign spy and shit. Right. Well, yeah. Not even that. It's that they also don't want you to not have loyalty to them. Although well, yeah, there's, too, there's but, some wiggle room on that. I can right. tell you for sure. Uh, yeah, as far as it's not all having part of the polygraph. Yeah, because because so. my loyalty is to money, and it's always been to money, and it will always be to money. Well, they so, probably well, view uh, people like us as, <laughs> as less of a threat than somebody that works for a foreign government. Yeah, I think he got the polygraph. I don't know, honestly. They in poly. They, they do all sorts of weird. At least they used to always do all sorts of weird things. Yay for above top secret. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> which I guarantee you, I'll never get back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn chance <laughs> in hell <laughs> no me neither andrew so it's okay even if i were to hmm. split up with you honey and then i had ambitions to for whatever reason yeah, you never get I would it never either. Get it either they'd because... laugh at you they'd laugh at you they'd be like you're wait you knew <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. Vote, yeah. Vote, horror, vote horror 2020 and we could change all that oh <laughs> Yeah, they. Oh my God, they. Oh, but yeah, they well, Tara wanted I, to comment about my limousine. I'm not even going to come in on a fucking limousine on my org, org, inauguration. <laughs> I'm just going to come in on a helicopter, dropping fucking bankers out onto the White House lawn and shit. Drop, drop commies. <laughs> if it's a helicopter, it has well, to be. It, it, well, central bankers essentially are communists because. Oh, like, central bankers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Lenin said that you know, ninety percent of communizing a nation was uh, installing a central bank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, you gotta centralize that money. Well, yep. seize the means of production, and that's the only production of, of you know, currency in our country. Everything yep. runs on currency. So, all right, yep. let's uh, let's do one more. Let's end this on a good laugh. Okay. Okay, you guys remember back in September there was the article about the Arizona lawmaker that was pulled over for speeding, and he uh, on the video he bragged he bragged about legislative immunity. Yep. All right. <laughs> He was busted for doing 97 in a 55. And during the video, he actually bragged about doing 130 earlier. On the road. <laughs> wow. My uncle did what a that fucking once. Piece of shit. <laughs> the yeah. cops brought him, the cops brought him home to my, uh, this is my uncle. The cops brought him home <laughs> to my grandparents. And my, my grandma asked him, are you out of your damn mind? What were you doing, doing you know, 90 miles an hour on that road. And he said, I was slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, so that was, that was back in September. This article from last week, uh, Arizona house speaker blocks repeal of law that allows lawmakers to avoid arrests. What a surprise that people tend yeah. 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 to have an interest. In yeah. immunity would say no to giving up their immunity. And it's not just because they want to be able to speed, or it's not just because they want purely because no, no, they want no, to perk other people don't have. It's because they legitimately think the reason this law existed is because they legitimately think that their business is more urgent than yours. No, no, no. And that they're no, more important on, than you are. They, they, they actually he actually they actually explain it. Why why it was oh. existed first one. Uh, okay. Oh, God, Arizona I can't wait to hear this. Arizona lawmakers who want to get out of jail. Three cards might not have to worry after all. House Speaker Rusty Bowers. My God, that should be a porn name. <laughs> House Speaker Rusty Bowers has blocked a measure that seeks to repeal a law 
commonly known as legislative immunity, which prevents police from arresting lawmakers while the legislature is in session. <laughs> a Republican at a Mesa said the protection was put in the Arizona Constitution for a reason. Quote, it is intended to prevent lawmakers from being detained during votes. Quote, it's a separation of powers issue, he told the Arizona Republic. That's, that's what it is on purpose. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so because their the legislation is, is more fucking urgent than yours. The legislature's in fucking progress, and I'm going to bang this whore. This yeah, prostitute, I would love, you can't I fucking arrest me for see, it. I would <laughs> yeah. love to see the statistics. Of I lost many... track of time while I was snorting rails off a hooker's ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I, 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 quote, Quote, we are a nation of laws, not men, he told lawmakers as he spoke from the from the Dallas. Uh, urging lawmakers to put a motion to Quote, no one, not me, nor you, is above the law. Let's show the people of Arizona that the elected officials will live under the same laws of every man. What a bunch of horseshit. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. No this one is, is like above the, the law. That's twisting. why I need to be above the law. Exactly. I'm going to dry like that out, and I'm going to fertilize my garden with it. This oh, my God. Right. It's like no, it's you being... Can sell it, you can sell it to Korea. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's right. Like, it's like this like, is being written and said by... Because the immunity is enshrined in the state constitution, voters would need to approve it to repeal it. Um, because it's enshrined in the state fucking yeah. constitution. Yeah, hold on. The provision states lawmakers are, quote, privileged from arrest in all cases except treason, felony, and breach of the peace, and they shall not be subject to any civil process while they are in, while they are in session or for 15 days before the beginning of their session. See, no, I, I, I thought the basis and, for and the, the whole, whole entire creation of the country was that everybody was supposed to be equal under the law. But they all literally animals, give themselves permission to be Yeah, criminals. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. All animals are equal, I will have you know, but some pigs, are, in fact, more equal than others. Exactly. The pigs are more this equal. Perfect, Everybody knows the fucking pigs example. are more equal. Yeah, and exactly. I love how Orwell used the pigs yeah. for that. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Is this this whole thing is said by Squealer. The whole no one's above the law. That's why I need to be above the law. Black and white. <laughs> oh my god. And you, you gotta wonder how much like is that where the term for cops pigs comes from, or just <laughs> is it more lowbrow than that? I want to believe the American public was at one time educated enough to use that reference for the enforcers of the law, but I'm not sure that's the case. Did, did anybody else notice that they said treason, but not ever once mentioned murder? Yeah, they never mentioned murder. Well, breach well they said felony. 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 felony and breach of peace. Fair enough. So. Fair enough. Yeah. But breach of peace, I mean, that's awfully subjective. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... American politicians back in the day used to fucking get drunk in the pub (laughs) and go shoot their muskets into the air with each other. (laughs) And so what is breach of the peace, really? Well, Well, according to the cop that showed up in my driver's class, doing this to somebody is a a breach of peace. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Only if you break off a piece, you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, let's let's think about this. Aren't all legislators in breach of the peace because they send armed thugs 
to get violent with people based on what they write down on paper. Yes. Violent with people other than themselves, apparently, in this particular case. Yeah, I was just well, going to say, too good this to defies get their reality. Own hands dirty. Right. <laughs> right. Well. All right. Uh, okay, one more quick thing. Uh, it took, took Seattle 12 years to test a rape kit uh, of a 12-year-old girl. Wow. Jesus. It took them how long? 12, 12, them years. 12 years before they submitted the rape kit of a 12-year-old girl. The girl was raped in 2006. It was tested in 2018. The other day, they arrested the guy responsible for it in Florida. So this dude has been walking around for literally half of her damn life. You're arresting people for plants. You're arresting people because they were going too fast. You're arresting people for all sorts of crap. You're arresting people one. for hanging from streetlights and pooping on cars underneath. That just happened in Florida. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, well, Florida, man, that, Florida man at it again. I mean, there, you could argue there's a victim there. Maybe yeah. I guess. Right. Either way, Florida man. arresting people right. for things that are totally meaningless and hurt no one, and you made this girl wait a half of her entire fucking yeah. lifetime to punish someone that right. raped her. For any kind of justice. I'm open to do that to how many other people? Yeah, how many other people? Yep. She was raped raped in 2006 when she was 12 years old living in Seattle. Wow. Jesus. 12-year-old girl. This this has been... I mean, this is... Even after this is going to destroy her life. I mean, she's never truly... Mm -hmm. Even even 12 12 years, like... You you can do a lot of healing in twelve years, mm-hmm. right? And then they arrest the guy, and bam, she has to be victimized again by going through all this. Yeah, yeah. And so he's got to go to court. So he yeah. made her a victim, and now the court is again making her a victim. Yep. And, and there are how many? We've covered this before multiple times. That there are how many rape kits that are untested. Sitting oh. there, oh, and so many. of them have become unviable. Because yeah, t- how many of them are unviable now? And yeah, why? Why? Because oh well, we have to pack our prisons with people who are intaking to their own bodies the wrong chemicals. They're trying to fix that by tricking people into using Ancestry.com and twenty three. Yeah, twenty three and me, twenty three and me. Like two to four weeks from the time they receive your package, you get the results. Yeah, two. Two to four weeks to do essentially the same thing that a rape kit does. Collect yeah. collect and analyze DNA. Why don't they just see, fucking the outsource it? That, that requires an investigation. Whereas if they bust somebody with something, they don't have yeah. to do shit. They yep. just yeah. throw them in the fucking cell. You know what I mean? Right. I suppose it is cheaper. Yep. It's cheaper and it's easier and it's about revenue generation and it's about yeah, I was just gonna say. Exactly. Why spend they're too busy actually. they're too busy out there like, you know, Doing civil asset forfeiture on people on the roads and at their homes, yeah, and spend- camping out in front of AutoZone waiting for apologies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I spank you, apologize me, respect my daughter. Yeah, yeah. That's, I felt disrespected. Yeah, I f- yeah. <laughs> that story Jesus, was ridiculous. That guy, that guy would, that guy would melt and cry at the amount of disrespect I could pile on him right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh. This, this I have a feeling chick. he's never going to be someone who watches this podcast. I can tell you well, that right now. I fucking hope not. I, I hope he's sitting there in front of I hope so. right now waiting for an apology. If yeah. he if he wants I, to go I, ahead I, and I ask me I'm, I'm going to go outside and see if he's there and if he's not then I'll use the bathroom. 
if he wants to <laughs> wants to ask me for an apology, I would be happy to set a time and place, which he is welcome to meet me at. Uh, yeah. I will give him an apology at that point. And he's welcome to bring some friends. Now, I can't guarantee that those friends are going to maybe go to any further meetings after that. However, he is more than welcome <laughs> to bring all of them. Yeah. I, please do. It will yeah. be fun. I haven't done that in a while, and it should be a great time. You need one of these, Andrew. You need one of these. <laughs> that's, that's why you're on a watch list, Andrew. One of I'm on Tony watch list. abolitionist. Yeah, me and me and Lindsay very talked about that. About like she was like, "Oh, you ever want to fly back to Ireland?" I'm like, "Yeah, except that I don't know that I can ever fly again." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm probably on now a bunch of no pilots. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I'm, I'm still flying. Saying, I think everybody's reading into this way too much. I'm just saying that they're not going to want to come to any others because they're going to be so embarrassed by my logic and reasoning, and uh, they're they're going to feel stupid. So they're not going to help him anymore. Andrew, Andrew, be like, I'm going on vacation to Ireland. Next thing you know, like fucking three days later on the news, you see some shit about the IRA being started back up. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking that <laughs> fucking Irish Civil War part two. I have no idea what you're talking. I've never had. I've never been to Derry ever in my entire life. I, I, I have no idea. No, I. I was. I was. I was in Kerry. I was at a pub. There's at least five people. They can tell you that I was there. No, yeah. also I got I got a guy that can provide an alibi. So yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even in the country. I was I was yeah. I we was got, a, we got a guy. We got a guy. We got a couple guys in Ireland. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gary's always good for an alibi. That yeah. Guy. Yeah. I was with him the whole night. We got receipts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Winchester. <laughs> yeah. It's All not right. London It's dairy. <laughs> it will always be dairy. It has always been dairy, and I don't give a shite what anyone else says. I may have a fun <laughs> poking at that one farm. <laughs> we dairy. don't need to hear about you guys poking. Oh. Ah! Yeah. Anyone who doesn't understand. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm a virgin. <laughs> you okay? Maybe okay. like your left big toe. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in that group too. Remember? Come on now. <laughs> yeah, but all of our viewers are not. And mother, mom, if you're watching, I'm totally, totally a virgin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. literally, literally, totally virgin. Yeah. yeah. Although my mother would even call bullshit on that because I've called her. Really, yes. I'm pregnant. Uh... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it was an immaculate conception. It yeah. was. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's a miracle. Yeah, it's just, it's a miracle. Like she, she sat on a public toilet and it just it happened. Right. And I watched black porn, which is why the baby's black. Yeah. I I saw some I saw something about this woman tried to blame um her Oh how much her coffee her husband drank. Yes, dude. Yes. Oh my god, her, really? Her she gave birth to a black to, yeah. baby and, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah she that tried to blame seems... it on how much coffee he drinks. That's absolutely how genetics work. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
eating too much eat. chocolate ice cream. He's so full of coffee that it dyed his sperm. <laughs> I, like I, mean, <laughs> I, have, I have to hand it to those men, though, that if they're going to believe it, they obviously know that it's false. But you know what? But do they? But do they? Yeah, right? Exactly. For going ahead and being like, well... I at least love this, this child. Building, this oh, is the building. Oh, I almost America. just said something really racist. I'm glad I caught myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is the best. This is the best timeline. We're on the best timeline. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. Oh. This shit I'm is actually, I'm actually pretty, pretty sure that a couple of different timelines collided because uh, you guys want your mind blown. Now, do you guys remember Ed McMahon doing the... Uh, the uh, Publishers yeah, Clearinghouse thing. Post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know yeah. about this until he yesterday, never and I was like, for "Publishers Clearinghouse." I was like, "You for real?" It was American Family Publishers. That yeah, and I've never like even heard of that. Ed McMahon and was it Dick Clark? No, Ed McMahon for... used to go to people's front doors and give them like big. That sounds like the world's creepiest pair to come to your yeah. front door. Ed McMahon and Dick Clark. I'd be like, <laughs> "What the hell is but, happening?" But like, you're aliens, new... aren't you? You're here to you're here to abduct me. That's, that's like that's like the new Mandela effect thing that people have noticed. You know, it was like Shaquille O'Neal or um, not Shaquille O'Neal, Sinbad. Shazam. It was Sinbad and Shazam. <laughs> Yeah, well, what's up with the Bernstein Bears? I don't care. Ninety-nine percent sure yeah. that was a thing, actually. Yeah, the Bernstein Bears thing. Yeah, that yeah. changed. It's Bernstein, yeah. I believe. Bears. Yeah. Yeah, but when I when I was a kid, it was always it was always spelled like the German way, Stein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yep. It was. Yeah. I'm actually sure I have a couple books actually. No, you don't. Well, I mean, I. You might have, but then the weasel and <laughs> but I'm you might sure. have, but then Cern, <laughs> yeah, weasel and Cern Cern. turned on the turned yeah. on the hadron collider, and you, and you then, don't anymore. Now we don't anymore. No, that's right. Hey, once once Trump gets his six G, we won't remember anything anyway. So no, Dude, Dude, I, saw I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. I was like, like five G or even six G. Yeah, Trump Trump put Trump put out a, a tweet like demanding six G because they want the U.S. to be like the the, the technological forefront. Yeah, I'm so just he, gonna he, go ahead and stick my head in my microwave. Now. Yeah, right. Seriously, he's demanding six G. Yeah. yeah, we were we were just talking about that too. Actually, we were talking because I was mentioning that like I have a lot of friends who are hyper hyper involved in the development of five G, and even they have reservations about the potential dangers of it and are like, it's probably going to be fine. Yeah. But the fact that I have to tell you probably is what makes me nervous. And because yeah, these are not even with the old, like even with the old antenna arrays from like early two thousands, when we would work on them in the Navy, we carried popcorn kernels in our pocket. Mm-hmm. And if they started popping, we were being exposed to too much radiation from those antenna rays. Well, yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, the thing is, if you're right next to the antenna, it, that's, that's one thing. Cause that's, it's high enough up and everything. It's a fairly negligible depending on the radius. Cause that's the way science works, right? Like right. You far enough. Well, away, I mean, it fine. was an indicator of if there was something malfunctioning. Right. But I mean, yeah. the issue is with 6G or with 5, 6G, Jesus, damn you, Trump with right. 5G. <laughs> The issue is that the radius where it's safe might actually be like the size of a damn city. Right. Yeah. Before 
it's safe. And that's the concern is what happens if we accidentally like microwave the brains of like three quarters of the United States population. Right. Between between five G slash six G smart meters and the chemicals in the water, we're fucked anyway. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We might as we might as well have a good internet connection while we're sitting. We won't have to worry about gay frogs anymore. We'll just have spontaneously combusting frogs now. Yeah, the the, the thing about the if Magneto could actually we watched it anyway. If Magneto could actually pull out and did the calculations on um, the iron out of that guy's blood and the sheer level of electromagnetism actually required. And we're going through and stepping up and how much it would be. And it's like at like a hundred, well, it was like a hundred megapascals or something of, of electromagnetic energy. Well, the guy, the guy isn't levitating, but he's probably feeling pretty sick. However, a frog nearby is levitating. And then if you get to like right. 200. Well, you got to remember that, that Mirage, like, or Mystique, sorry. She shot that guy's ass full of like... Right, right, know. with all the iron. The problem with iron is that even if it's elemental iron when you inject it, iron really likes to bond with things in your body and you now have to rip the iron away from those bonds and that requires an enormous, actually enough electromagnetism that you would actually liquefy the guy's entire body into goo. And then the best you could probably do is just pull all of the goo that was magnetic out and not actually separate the iron yet. What you would actually need is a magnetic field so intense, you don't even need the iron out of his blood anymore because you can just melt everything around you. Why don't you just hold up the iron in your blood and it'll just hold your whole body up. Yeah, yeah, so that's totally better than the goo boots you'd make for yourself out of that guy. <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead and stop this conversation. This I know I need to talk about hours and go just look up because science. Yeah, because science. If you haven't started watching the YouTube channel because science, you probably should because it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> Dan, that didn't strike me as so funny until you repeated it. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? What I meant? Goo boots. Goo boots. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way it sounds is like fucking funny. <laughs> That's that sounds like like the, the title of Rusty Bowers. Rusty Bowers and the goo boots. <laughs> That's like that's when you're pissed off at your wife and like that's you don't want her to go fucking... out, so you nut in her shoes. You guys, that's the name of that's the name of our '90s ska band, Rusty Bowers. Rusty Bowers, two boots. <laughs> <laughs> so many ska instruments. I need a couple trumpets. That was a weird foot fetish to me. <laughs> Rusty Bowers does sound like a sex move. It does. Yeah. The Rusty, <laughs> Rusty Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking combination of like the rusty it's trombone and <laughs> the bottom jeans and the boots with the goo rusty bells yeah, well, I prefer to kill this live stream let's get off the air <laughs> this has been episode 55 anarchy laughter and boots I'm literally (laughs) crying. Goo boots over now.